holding a stock for 40 years, 30 years is very hard. The only mm. person who has successfully done it that I know mm. is Warren Buffett and my grandfather. <laughs> okay. Uh, the rest that hold stocks for 30 years, it's because not because they were making a decision to hold it, they forgot about it. Yeah, <laughs> yes, true, yes. Right? true. So yes. true. I have to tell you this story. I don't know if you know, there was a study, I think you know this story. There's yeah. a study in the US, Fidelity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah they yeah. actually looked through all their brokerage accounts and they were calculating the returns and they were trying to find a commonality as to why people were having high returns. Yeah. Do you know what was the number one factor for the account that had high, the highest returns? Yeah, all right, all right. They died. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the point, right? Yeah. Don't touch it, right? Don't, don't touch, touch it. it. Exactly. Don't touch it. Coffee can investing. Just put it in, pop, yeah. and then that, that, exactly. that's it. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So Before we begin the podcast, have you gotten your free ebook? It's called the Build a Six-Figure Portfolio Guidebook. Now, inside it, we share with you the tips and tricks to bring your stock investing skills to the next level. The best part, it's only 10 pages long and it's totally free. Whether you're on Spotify or YouTube, the link to download is in the description or you can go to www.firl.co slash f-r-e-e or www.firo.co slash free. Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody back to the podcast, best place for long-term investors. Today is quite historic because uh, we will be interviewing the guys who found the, uh, or who was part of the first ever Malaysian hedge fund. First Beautiful. ever. And the first time we're having four, uh, two guests simultaneously. Uh, in this space, yes. Exactly. In our exactly. own space, we, we had to. Uh, so anyway, welcome yeah. to the pod. Uh, Devon and Don, Donovan. <laughs> Don, Donovan, whatever you want to call yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. Devon, yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for spending time with us, guys. Yeah. No, thanks no for inviting us. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So anyway, before I begin, how are you guys doing so far? Uh, I think great because the uh, market went up, right? Oh, it's not <laughs> two weeks ago. So yeah, yeah. if this is an investment podcast, it should, the answer should be great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but before we get into investing, uh, I want to learn a bit about your history, both of you. Um, as to how you get how you got involved in investing. What was money like to you when maybe you were in school, right? So maybe we'll start with Devon. Well, uh, money uh, is a tough question to ask because when you go to our website and you look at our history, you think I have a lot of money, but. but <laughs> you should be swimming in it, right? No, no, but that's not, more, not, more than me for yeah. sure. <laughs> that's not necessarily the case. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, when, uh, when I was young, is uh, I just started out as like uh, any middle-class family. Mm -hmm. Uh, we didn't have any uh, BMWs in the house. It was just a, uh, it was just a Proton. Okay. It was just a Honda. Oh. Uh, I took a school bus to school. Mm -hmm. Just like you know, else. Uh, even in secondary. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it wasn't like you would think a hit front. Oh, uh, you know, you start from uh, riches and then you just continue it. Yeah. Even if you read the company's website history. Because ultimately, the background of my family and myself, it's just regular folk. Uh, just like I think your website, uh, your your company name is what? Fi fi finance in real life. Yeah, so real life, right? Yeah, real yeah. life is just normal people who had a day job. So my grandfather was a school uh, was a school teacher, became a mm. headmaster. My mom was a stockbroker. Uh, one of my uncles is a doctor. My other uncle is uh, also a stockbroker. Uh, my aunt is so everybody is. Uh, my aunt is a doctor. Then uh, uh, my dad is in ma uh, management as a GM. Mm -hmm. So it's just a uh, 
some of us are employees. Technically, you could say my mom, when she sold the firm, she became an, an employee. Mm -hmm. So we're just a uh, regular household. And everybody, I guess, uh, have a different contention in life. Mm -hmm. uh, so um, uh, for me, when I grew up much later, then I say I want to make more money right? because mm. I I don't want to just drive a Proton. I want to drive maybe right. a BMW, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm a bit more money minded. <clears throat> but when I was young, I was just like anybody else. Was it was money or investing or even uh, equities? just discuss at the dinner table. What is it like as a 15 year old sitting at the dinner table? Was it, was it you know, openly discussed or was it like a uh, taboo actually, subject uh, or hush hush? Yeah, or? Yes and uh, not, yes and no, because actually when we were very young, it was not discussed at all. Mm. We were just like any household. We're not an equity family. Mm, 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 we, uh, and you would, uh, and I think if you talk to other people whose uh, parents are bankers, or even uh, parents are necessarily lawyers. It doesn't mean that the dinner table is about law mm -hmm. or the dinner table is about banking. Mm. It's just, this is your father, this is your mother. He just said, get good grades. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, don't be naughty, okay. things like that. It's not about investing, but of course, sometimes if you're curious then you ask, hey, uh, dad, what do you do? Uh? Yeah. yeah, yeah, mom, yeah. what do you do? Uh? Yeah, why yeah, why yeah. you always come, go to work at yeah, nine and then you come home at six, right? Why yeah. can you come home at four like yeah. the other? Parents, then you realize, oh, because the stock market closes at 5.30. I see. Oh, okay. wow. I can't remember what time it closed up. I remember my mom used to come back late mm. uh, compared to maybe some other parents' moms. I see. Uh, I see. So then later, oh, what do you do? Oh, you're a stockbroker. Oh, gra grandfather's a stockbroker. Oh, uh, what do you actually do? Then you find out, oh, you buy stocks, you I invest, the uh, stock market goes up. So only much later, and it was more that I was curious mm -hmm. that I asked about it. Mm. So at one, uh, when I was a kid, uh, around probably, I think it was, I can't remember whether it was standard something or mm -hmm. form something. Mm -hmm. um, uh, my first stock that I bought was popular bookstore. Oh, are, ah. are they still listed? Uh? At, at that wow. time they were because, oh. uh, so I said, hey, oh, you're a stockbroker. Oh, what do you do? Oh, you make money, so money thing. Okay. So, uh, so I was like, oh, you can make money. So then I was like, what should you invest? So then, that's where probably kind of started, hey, you can invest in these things. Here's the list mm. of the stock market. What mm. do you want to invest? Mm. And I said, based on my my opinion, uh, since I'm a kid, I'm buying all these textbooks, right? Everybody seems to be going to a popular bookstore. Mm. So then that is the first stock that I uh, bought. Uh, great, great. Yeah. yeah. Don, what about yeah. you? Was it, what's a 15 year old? Mine was very different. My, um, my dad was in the Navy. Oh. Ah. So obviously I knew what he was doing, right? The Malaysian Navy. Malaysian Navy, Royal Malaysian Navy. So, uh, so Lumut. Cool. Lumut, yes. Lumut. Yeah, so I was dad... just talking about Lumut to Jonathan yesterday. Why, because he's from Lumut? No, because I was telling him the, the antennas that you will see coming into Lumut. Ah. You know all the antenna arrays? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I used to go there quite a fair bit as a yeah. kid. Yeah. Um, but my mom refused to stay in Lumut. So we used to go ah. to Pankolaut. I see. Where it was, ah. where it was Pan Pacific before it was, became the YTL Resorts. Yes, yeah, 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 it was yes. Pan Pacific back then. There's a lot of peacocks, so I don't know if you remember. Yes, I resort, think so, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a while. So I, I mean, for me, it was a bit more clear cut, right? I so see. obviously my dad being in the Navy, uh -huh. my mom was in corporate. Okay. Mm -hmm. And my first foray into, I guess, stock market, equities, whatever you want to call it back then was, every morning my mom used to wake up in the morning okay. and rush down, check the Star newspaper, Look at the business side. This is the 80s, I'm guessing. 90s. 90s, early yeah. 90s, yeah. right? Okay. And yeah. friends calling the house phone, <coughs> saying buy this, buy that. Mm -hmm. And I, I guess they were fully operating on rumors back then. Mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah. my mom would always do that. Okay. <laughs> and so every morning before getting ready to school, uh -huh. that would always be playing in my ear. I see. Right? So 
for me, it was just net. That was the natural, I guess, way into the into the market. Just hearing my mom talk about it mm-hmm. and going, okay, that's how she's, I guess, making a buck or two ah. outside her corporate job. I see. Right. I see. But it was never a conversation of 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 the stock market during dinners. Never. Never. Right. Okay. right. My 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 family dinners to this very day is <laughs> ten minutes long. Okay. It's about how quick we can eat dinner and then. Oh. And, then, and then and then bugger off and do our own things. So okay, okay, that's always been the case with us. Then how do you how did both of y'all meet? Did you meet in school or at work? So or it, before that. So so I mean, uh, fortunate or unfortunate it depends on, <laughs> on on how you. David will say it's fortunate. Okay. Uh, sometimes I say it's fortunate. Okay. Um, but we 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 bumped into each other in um, a company called Accenture. We were working. Oh, we were both, okay. We were both uh, management consultants uh, in in Melbourne. So. <laughs> You know, prior to starting MTC, I, I never worked in Malaysia. I mean, I, I grew up and then I straight, I went after after school, I went to university. Your, your dad didn't push you into RMC or something, right? I, I was a disappointment because I didn't go to RMC, <laughs> <laughs> right? Because they all went to RMC. Uh, my yeah. uncles all went to RMC as yeah, well. Yeah. Um, and my grandfather was a policeman. Oh. So a lot of military sort of thing. Yeah. Me going into finance was the complete thing for him. <laughs> Black sheep of the family. Black sheep of the family. Yeah. But yeah, we met, we met in Accenture, 2010, we met. Yeah, Christmas party. Okay. Not many Malaysians work I see. for Accenture in, I see. in Melbourne. In Melbourne, yeah. Right? Handful. Mm-mm. Right? So I think De- Devin and I just, the fact that we were Malaysians working right. there, just naturally gravitated to get I to see. each other. I see. And then I think, I think he didn't have enough friends or something. He wanted to be on, <laughs> so he wanted to be on the same. As a consultant, you, you know, you're, you're, you're on projects, right? Yeah, so you're yes, constantly yes, on yes. projects and all. I think he tried to get on to one of the projects that I was on. Ah. Now, now, now I know why you say he keeps saying he's fortunate. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right. But I mean, in terms of the, for both of you, the passion for investing, right? Yeah. Like, did it begin before or after work? Uh, at that time or before or uh, before like the essential oh, days. Just in the Be- before the essential days yes, or after before after oh, the way, way before oh right way before for me so what 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 was that like um i mean for me it was also interesting because um my sister uh also graduated in australia and her okay. first job was actually at goldman sachs oh mm-hmm. so she was the one that was constantly talking about equities investments right. I see. well not not just equities just investments in general. So come on, everything, like, every asset class that is investable. Correct, right? Yeah. And, and that to me, studying finance, mm-hmm. well, I studied uh, accounting economics, mm-hmm. but naturally in Australia, that's at that point in time, and we were that 2006, 2007, when yep. things were hot in Australia. Yeah, right? yeah. The, 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 the mining boom was, was hitting Australia. Right. You were hearing so much, you know, stories of people being multi-millionaires overnight mm-hmm. buying, mm-hmm. you know, penny stock A, yeah. mining stock company one. Yeah. And then, that was that was always in the back of my mind, um, and eventually the first uh, my first paycheck. I remember buying my first stock as well. Which was how do you go? Uh, yeah. <laughs> actually, no, no, no it, it's, it's still doing quite well. Wow. I, I don't have a lot of it. I should have bought more of it. Yeah. But um, this company called Coles, okay. well, West oh Farmers back yes, then. Yes, West Farmers. Yes, yes. West Farmers. Yeah, that was my first ever stock purchase. Uh, West right. Farmers. Wow. Uh, that did not make me a lot of money. Okay. Right. But it was good. It's it's still yeah, good now. Yeah. I started dabbling into a lot of mining stocks, which I is see. Good, that I wrote off right. Basically, after eight months, wrote off. But yeah, that's right. that's how I got into it. Okay. How about Wait Devin? Yeah. yeah. How about Devin? Well, well, for me actually, after pop, uh, popular bookstore, I stopped investing. After that, oh, really? I sold it off, got doubled my return, <laughs> sold it off, uh, and this I can't remember whether it was the nineties or the two. I think it was the nineties, late nineties, okay. right? 
So at that time in Malaysia was a sort of a trading, a lot of tips boom. Correct. So correct. even though my mom is uh, is a, a stockbroker and also an investor, so normally it's long term. Mm-hmm. But then uh, occasionally, even the best of the value investors sometimes get, right. uh, you know, um, not to say suck it in, I don't know what nicer word to use. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. but uh, <laughs> they get tempted mm, to also yeah. uh, trade. Understood. Right, because it's more exciting. You can make hundred percent in a week. Mm. Yeah, right. That's right. So I don't think I can't remember whether I made it in a week or a month or two, uh, but I remember doubling the money and I sold it off. Right. I see. And, and that's it. Then after that, back to and I think it was around maybe I can't remember exactly, but maybe it was probably during the uh, year end holidays of school, so it's probably November to December. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. after that, I went back to school, forgot about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so never touch investing anymore. Wow. Until I went to university uh, and I had no intention to actually enter the investment world or banking or because I saw my mother, she worked very hard. Mm. <laughs> Every day in the morning, she wake up really early and then she would read the newspaper while sitting in the car. And she, used, she cannot read in the car because she will get, get a headache. Dizzy, yeah. dizzy, yeah, dizzy is the right word. Mm. But yet she still will do that's, so. That's the time that she can, you know. Yeah, before mm. she goes to the office. Yeah. And then uh, she comes home late compared to what I hear my other friends' par- uh, moms come home. Yeah. She comes home just in time for dinner. Then she has to sleep and then wake up early in the morning again to uh, go to office again and then uh, read the newspapers. Uh, and then on weekends, she's reading newspaper again I see. on Saturday and Sunday. Okay. And also uh, reading some other stuff like journals. long time ago, journals, books and whatnot. Okay. Uh, uh, I think a long time ago, they don't exist anymore. They used to have these books that would uh, summarize uh, stocks. Something so, like Barron's or something like... Uh, uh, not a it? magazine. Um, Moody's Manuals. Moody's Manuals. You could say equivalent yeah, to yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think Malaysia has this one book that every year release that they summarize Malaysian stocks or so. Mm, mm. Okay, so she would read things like that on the Saturday, Sunday. So I look at that. Hey, I don't want to work on the weekends. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a life that you envy. Like, no, way, no, right? no, no. So I never was necessarily interested in finance per se. Mm, mm. So somehow I, uh, someone told me uh, you should study law. Mm. And then I ended up studying law and accounting. Mm. And it was only in my, and then I realized I was not going to be a very good lawyer. Hmm. So then only my third year, I, I decided to focus uh, on finance. I see. Right. Uh, and then I added that as my elective. I see. So then I got my first subject in, I think, um, I can't remember what the subject was, something to do with capital pricing model, but oh. basically more investment related stuff, not accounting, because accounting hmm. is not investing. Yeah, yeah. It's completely yeah. different. Correct. So a lot of people, or general business <coughs> subject is not investing either. Mm. It's it's completely different. Neither is economics. Economics is not investing. Correct. So then I had a first finance subject for the first time because if a base, uh, if you're doing a commerce and law degree, the all the stuff on the commerce side is all be, uh, 100, 101 oh, courses. Very basic. Basics, yes, so you don't yes. touch anything with investing per yeah, se. Yeah. Uh, so when I thought, I was like, oh, this is kind of interesting, right? Investing. Uh, then it seems like, oh, you can make money. I always liked money, right? <laughs> uh, and I, some, the reason I took law is because someone told me as a lawyer, you can, can make, make more money. money. Can? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but long hours also. Lah. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't tell me that. Yeah. <laughs> 
the TV shows didn't tell me that either. Yeah. <laughs> so then I was like, hey, uh, my mom's a stockbroker. How come I'm not asking her? So I picked up the phone and I called her from Australia. Uh-huh. And I said, tell me more about uh, of the stock market. Okay. And so we will constantly call every week, uh-huh. and maybe even more. I'm not sure. And I'll, I'll be constantly asking her a lot of questions. Okay. And then I read a book about Warren Buffett ah. at that same time. I think it was my third year in uni. And that clicked straight away with his philosophy of value investing. I see. And then I asked uh, my mom what uh, my grandfather, because my grandfather was the first chairman of the Malaysia and Singapore stock exchange. So he was right. quite known as an investor at that mm, time. Mm, mm, right. So uh, we don't talk about what stocks to buy, but occasionally we do on the dinner table, at least my mom talks and my aunts and uncles talk about uh, my grandfather, la, their father, because they see. were, were right. quite uh, enamored by him. So then I said, yeah, you always speak talking about Kong Kong, they call him Kong Kong, mm-hmm. uh, and how he's investing in this blah, blah, blah. So I said, tell me more about mm. how he picks stock. Mm. So I asked more direct, because um, my, my uncle, my parents, they've never talked about mm. investing. Mm. So they're, not, they're not trying to, in the household, teach you about investing. Oh, why, only, huh? why do you think that that's so? Was it because they felt that you oh, were Oh, because all ready? of them got into the industry by accident. Oh, it's not not my grandfather was a. I told you was a headmaster. Yeah. Correct, correct. Yeah, correct. It was correct. by accident. It was not that he he wanted to uh, be the best investor in I the world. See. It's just he was so good at what he did. I see. The only reason he went into investing is because he was a school teacher. And it was not enough to to send everybody overseas. Not that right. he sent all my uncles and uh, aunts, aunts overseas, but his intention was to make enough money ah. so he could afford. Uh, to spend on all his children uh, for education. Mm. But somehow or other, he managed to yeah. find excellence. How, how and, yeah, to become a Because actually, uh, if you if you think it very logical, not to say it is also hard, but it can, uh, but it also can be very easy investing. Mm. Mm. Uh, the main area of investing where it becomes a challenge is actually not necessarily the, the lack of, you don't need a high IQ. Mm. What you need is a lot of discipline, and what you need is a uh, very high um, character. And I don't know what the term is to describe. You must not panic and things like that. Controlling mm. your emotions. Uh. Yeah. Controlling emotions yeah. more so than how smart you are. Mm, mm. You know, so uh, it is a skill that he had as a school teacher. And I he see. was a very disciplined person. I and, see. It, and it was very logical. It's not about being the smartest. Mm. There's, not, there's no rocket science in the investment right. world. It is actually quite simple. If you look at this company, you look at that company, not talking about speculation, you can say this company is cheaper than that. Mm. It's very simple because the numbers are there, yeah, right? Yeah. If one company is paying you a dividend of 10% and the other company is two, which is better than yeah. 10% com- uh, dividend company. Correct, correct. So it's very obvious. Now, if you think both of them, both these stocks are equivalent, they're not going to go bankrupt, they can pay their dividend for the next 20 years, then why wouldn't you get the 10? So it's yeah. actually very simple. Mm. It's the problem comes when you buy the 10 and then the stock market changes every day and then you're like, oh, maybe I'm wrong. Then your friend tells you it's wrong. Yeah. Uh, mm. Or not necessarily your friend, your fr- uh, or maybe your uh, business peer in the industry who you right. look up to, who you think is very smart, tells you you're wrong. So you think, oh, if this guy says, yeah. Uh, it's a sell. I'm a seller. Because he's yeah. like an insider, right? He yeah. knows all. But maybe things. he doesn't know anything. That's what yeah. you realize, yeah. right? So, hmm. um, so actually, <coughs> uh, yeah, that that is probably the reason they don't talk about it I in see. the household, like as a thing, because they're not uh, investment first. Maybe me, I would talk in the household yeah. by kids. Right. Uh, 
but uh, not my uncle, uh, my uncle, my aunts or my parents. Did you manage to grow up with your grandfather? I mean, did he pass on very early when you were young or did you manage? Not to- direct. So it was through my mom. I see, mm-hmm. I see. And my I uncle, see. it's I not see. direct. So it's uh, in a way, in uh, knowledge or experience passed on through uh, his kids, his children, uh, your grandfather's children. Yeah, yeah, children. yeah. So it was through asking him, my, my uh, I, I, I think I, I am quite, uh, a curious person, okay. so I ask him mm. questions. Okay. So, so I'll ask my mom question. I will ask even my aunt who is not in the stockbroking field mm. questions. Uh, my uncle uh, questions. I will try. Eh, uh, that time uh, my aunt who's uh, uh, what do you do? Oh, then you say, oh, my grandfather used to take out this charts and make me write this chart, ah, right. chart, chart this thing, and then I had to track it for him. Okay. So I ask so many people questions. That's how I, I learn. Right. I see. I see. Uh, so that's how I got into the. Well, but that was much later. Mm, the the mm. first thing was just me asking my mom all the mm, questions. Mm, mm, and then I realized, hey, actually my grandfather has done the exact same thing that Warren Buffett did, mm. done in his stocks in US, but mm. for Malaysia. I see. So I said, oh shit, my grandfather also is a very good mm. value investor. The mm, only difference mm. is he grew up in Malaysia. Mm. So globally, he's not recognized. I see. I see. I see. Right? I see. Or even locally, he's not recognized because he was not uh, a marketer. Mm. Okay. He was just making money for himself and his family. Understood. It's just by accident, he became a stockbroker also. Okay. Accident okay. also, yeah. not on, on pursuit. Okay. He, I think he only became a stockbroker uh, uh, past the age of 50 years old. I wow. see. Because I he see. was famous for getting a very high return. Ah. Yeah. As a, a client As of a client. the stockbroking firm. Wow. Oh. Not because he was in the industry. Yeah, because you see, right? Most people, I mean, uh, from what, don't talk about the US or whatever. In yeah. Malaysia, right? Uh, most of the people I see that are in the exchange or in the Securities Commission, which is like the regulators. Mm. And the, yeah, yeah. They don't end up like in the US where you've got a guy from Goldman Sachs in SEC. <laughs> you don't know. You don't, you don't get, you don't get that no. in Malaysia, you know? No. So that's why I was trying to link how on earth did a teacher, yeah, right? Yeah. And then a value investor and then suddenly of an exchange, chairman of an exchange. How, how did that dots actually connect? You know, uh, Because know. at that time, the KL was very small. I'm ah. talking 70s here, 60s here. Okay. Uh, KL is very small. So whoever in KL, you know, if it's the, uh, like for example, my mom talks about her friend uh, who was the first charter accountant in the country. Okay. Whoa. I mean, that's okay. like at the 60s because they didn't exist charter accountants at that time. Yeah, yeah. You have to go to UK wow. to get it. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so, but of course he's much older than my mom. He's, mm-hmm. he's passed away already. Okay. Uh, so at that time you had a lot of the first, the first of everything. Correct. At that time when uh, my mom was working in the firm and my grandfather, that time you would, you would the stock exchange was a chalkboard. Oh yeah. Yep. yep. Right? Yes. It yes, was sir. a chalkboard and then there were scripts. It was not electronic trading mm. and you can lose the script means you lost your money. <laughs> wow. Okay. And, the, and uh, you see money is like 100 ringgit 10 ringgit, five ringgit, one ringgit. At that time, I don't know whether it got 100 ringgit or so. I think there were. Do but even there was, it's a word a lot. Yeah, it's a yeah, word right? a lot of money Because uh, uh, food in the food court, like an ice kacang or what, uh, it's like one ringgit, you can buy 50 cent, you can buy, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, so a stock script could be worth a lot, especially yeah. if you're keeping many, mm. you know? So then you have to keep them in the safe and, and stuff like that. Right. So very different time. So. I guess as an investor, these people knew him and then mm. said, why do you come and uh, join? I see, I right? see. Eh. Why do you come and... Uh, the, the main thing actually of how he entered the industry was because uh, 
he was a headmaster mm -hmm. and he wanted uh, of Methodist Boys School. I see, MBS, yeah. Yeah, and uh, uh, sorry, he wasn't a headmaster of Methodist Boys School, so uh, he was, he was a science teacher of yeah. a Methodist Boys School, intending to be the headmaster of Methodist Boys School. I he see. became the deputy of headmaster of Methodist Boys School. So mm -hmm. as a, because they gave someone else who was more senior than him. I see. So in consolation, they gave him headmaster of the second Methodist school. I see. Ah, okay, so okay. not Methodist mm. boys school. Mm. I think it was Methodist college or something. Okay. Can't remember. Okay. okay. But the second school, or there were two schools. So for him, the it's like, if you think about all of us, if, if we are talking in terms of finance, mm. someone says, I want to be the chairman of uh, Bursa, mm, mm, right? That's mm. the end goal. Or I want to be finance minister. Mm, mm. Uh, you may not, uh, or I want to be Maybank CEO. Maybe even if you become uh, nothing wrong with it, even if you become Afin Bank CEO, nothing wrong. But maybe some people want to be May Bank CEO, largest bank in the country. So to him, by not being the number one uh, headmaster for that school, he got the second school. He said, "I will resign uh, well, after uh, a year or two. I want to be the best." I see. And then at that, uh, so he said he's not contended to be second best. Mm. And so that's uh, at that time he was figuring out what to do. Someone said. Since you're such a good investor, why don't you join the stockbroking firm of Malayan traders at mm, the time? Mm, mm, mm. And so he joined the stockbroking uh, firm brokers. Mm. Brokers are different from investors. They're yeah. completely different things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and he ended up controlling the firm. Mm. Uh, he bought out uh, more of the shares of all the other partners at the time. Uh, and then, then he became the chairman of the stock exchange. But actually he's not a broker. He's an investor first. Understood. That's, mm. that's such a cool story. I, mm. I, I, I have to ask, right? Are there any other stories about your grandfather that is like- you know, <laughs> I love old stories, but I think the stories about me and Don. <laughs> I, that was a lot. I mean, I mean, that's how I naturally gravitated right, mm. right, to David as well, right? Yeah. When, we, when we first started talking about it and you hear stories like this. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So you go, wow, that's, that's freaking cool, right? Yeah, and you yeah, go, yeah. Shit, but, this is the, the guy that's the first chairman of the stock exchange, right? Yes. You, don't, you don't hear that, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. And then so for me, it was also, I mean, how, how much knowledge have you, I guess, acquired from your from your grandfather or your mother and all of that, right? Because you come from almost, he might not see it that way. Yes. But someone who is outside the family. Correct. I look at it and go, wow. Wow. What a privilege to be able to It's get. almost like an illustrious family. You know, yeah, 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 exactly, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like, how, do I, how do I, royalty, how do I? But that's right, what they nobody. think, but it's not the case. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As I said, I took a bus from school. Outside, yeah. right? From the outside, right? And, and again, this is like in Australia and we started talking and, and all of that. And, and then you start realizing, actually even as much as we talk about how it's investment royalty in Malaysia, yeah. a lot of the stuff that he was doing, they've been doing, whatever the grandfather doing, what I was doing, it's the same thing. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's the same thing. Yeah. Right. J you know, just because someone else did it doesn't make what we do yeah, on yeah. the side any different. That's right. Right. right? And, and that's how we connected. I see. Right. Because I, I realized I was doing the same thing. He's doing the same thing. And that's what you can get. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Right. Yeah. I mean, everybody is investing actually. Yeah. The, from the, the shopkeeper that sells Goring Pisang, he's also investing. He's buying Maybank shares, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's good and hope he sticks to Maybank shares and don't buy all the speculation, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But everybody is putting their money somewhere. Mm. Whether it's uh, Amana Saham, uh, whether it's EPF, that's investing. Mm. Uh, and I always tell people that actually cash also is investing. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people think, oh, uh, I don't want to invest, so I hold cash. But actually, cash is a decision that you're made to hold ringgit. Yes, yes. If you're holding cash in USD, is a decision a decision you're making to invest in US in America. Yes. If you're holding Russia, 
Mm-hmm. Ruble, mm-hmm. is your decision to invest in Russia. Now, if Russia go into war, then your Russian ruble is worth nothing. <laughs> Same yeah. with Malaysia. If mm. Malaysia economy is not growing, uh, uh, or or polit- uh, political issues, etc. Your ringgit is dropping, which is the case. Mm. So when when people uh, say, "Oh, I don't want to invest," I hold cash. That's also a decision making process. Yeah. But people don't see it that way. So then they just hold cash, which they think is safe. But it's not necessarily safe because you are always competing with inflation. Ultimately, yeah, that's right. the thing you have to always compete with. That never stops. So you uh, everybody should be thinking about investing to a certain degree. Mm. Uh, but also at the same time, because it's also very challenging, uh, it's not so much the IQ, it is the discipline. And if right. you don't have the uh, discipline for that, then you should do the more safer way of investing. Yeah. yeah. So I, I have to ask now, uh, speaking of investing, you know, that I want to get a sense of what is the style that you guys would ascribe to. Because the word value investing, if you just Google it, yeah. Yeah, it's like so it's, many different, right? Mm. So many different styles. And I just want to allude to this because mm. one thing that struck me that is very interesting that I rarely see yeah. in other firms yeah. is uh, on your commentaries is your distinction between fair, uh, I think, fair, deep, uh, va- fair, deep mm. and value. Yeah. Ah. When you guys yeah. break down in the nice <laughs> pie chart, right? To say this is our allocation right now. Yeah. yeah. So give us a color of really what what is the MTC style? So, so to, to talk about value investing, actually value investing is actually very simple and basic. The original term of mm-hmm. it, Correct. which is what uh, started with Warren Buffett and Benjamin Graham, yep. which is actually, even if you read their, uh, their literature, it's also the way it's written or the way they prescribe it or talk. They say it's a, it's a simple thing that anybody can do. Mm. And if you mm. you have a podcast that's on YouTube, there's a lot of YouTube videos on oh, them. Yeah. And you re- listen to their YouTube uh, videos and then you hear them saying, uh, actually, you should not uh, give your money to a professional manager. You should just do it yourself because <laughs> it's so simple. You mm. will hear that a lot of times. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And, and the, uh, because the whole concept of valuation is this one phrase, basically buying a company that uh, a, co- uh, a good company at a reasonable price. So if you take a uh, notch further to be, uh, then you're buying a great company at a discounted price or a yes. cheap price, then you make a better return. Mm. But Roger concept is buying a good company at a reasonable price. Mm. So that's the crux of value investing. Uh, over time, because of Warren Buffett, uh, mainly him, uh, and he's a legend mm. uh, and a public legend, everybody decided, oh, how do I uh, sell my fund or my strategy? So everybody takes the label value investing and put it on their, on their asset management company or their, or their course or whatever, and they plug value investing there. Uh, because it's an easy sell because you say, mm. teaching you how to be Warren Buffett. Yeah. yeah. yeah but the yes. concept, if, <clears throat> if you analyze all of them, not everybody follows that because no, no, no. they may put value investing, then you say, hey, why is he buying Asia? Because that is not value investing. Right. Doesn't mean you can't make money in Asia. So like we are saying here, maybe you can, mm. but that is not value investing. So if you buy Asia today <clears throat> or anytime during COVID, that is not value investing. But mm. some people say value investing, Asia share price went from one uh, three years ago, $3 to discount, 60 right? cents, discount value investing. That right, is not right. value investing. <laughs> value investing is buying a, a, a good company at a reasonable price. What is considered good? Okay, now you can argue Asia is good, right? Mm. Fly everybody use. But good is also not just the business, it's the business plus the numbers. Yes. Means it's a profitable and uh, enterprise that be, can be sustainably profitable plus the business to be, uh, uh, 
the business subjectivity of it of how it operates to back that right. up mm. to say it's sustainable yeah. rather than once off once off or long term not sustainable correct and not highly indebted has cash on the balance sheet not uh, not owing people money mm. you know uh, so that's so then um, I mean these are there, there are many things you can do to describe what is good but that's good right mm, mm. so you could say you could say uh, maybe Asia is a good brand but then maybe on their finances you say bad because mm. it's true it's bad yeah. you cannot lie I'm sure if you ask Tony he will lie to say it's <laughs> bad finances but you say it's good on the prospect mm. right yes. yes so but if you're going to say that's very amazing that's wrong you know, right, understand. that could be turnaround. Yeah, that's more turnaround, I would right. say. So, so uh, that is the the main concept that we practice, which is that that concept. Mm. Then, if you so when we say deep value, fair value, yes, when you yes. you mentioned earlier, so what we were just saying, deep value means it's uh, either a good company that's extremely cheap, mm. or it's a great company but reasonably priced. I see. Mm. So it's see. it's a it's a relative, right? Because right, right. Uh, ultimately, when you invest, you're comparing everything. So sometimes we also have not performed as well as we could have performed because we have thought of this concept called diversification. Mm. Mm. But not everything is equal. Correct. Something is better than the next. Yeah. Right. So. Uh, for, for example, for us, our first few uh, first few stocks was Apple, Nike, Google. Mm. Now, if you track from that time till today, Apple was the best, mm. yes, right? Yes. But if you if you did fifty percent weighted to Apple, uh, 25, 25, you were done better than if you done equal weighted. That's, That's right. right. Or maybe at that time you thought, and I will tell you at that time, you can ask him also. <laughs> uh, a lot of people uh, and uh, and the peers around our age will say. Apple's lousy lah. Huh. At 2010. 2010. 2011. What was yeah. the trailing P back then? The trailing P was 10. But everybody looked 10. at it. Yes. You go, go, go dig this it out. This was 2012, right? 2010. 2010, 2011. 2012 also 10. Because that was, I believe, the period where a lot of the alternative smartphones were coming. Yeah. Yes. I mean, Samsung was coming up. We were valuing uh, Apple not on the iPhone. We were valuing purely on the iPod. iPod. That's ah, it. Really? And wow. the MacBooks. Wow. Because the uh, iPhone first, gen first came out in around, I think, 2007. 2007 and eight, but it wasn't, yes. the Blackberry was the dominant thing. That's right, right. That's right. Right? So, but we are valuing, so if you're bearing, valuing it based on uh, iPhone, then that's already speculation. That's not value investing. At that point in time. Because that that's prospective mm. earnings mm. that hasn't come yet. Mm. And iPad didn't come out until 2009. Mm. And I know this right. because uh, I invested in Apple in 2007. I see. Yeah. Uh, and you can Wikipedia it. I, iPad is 2009. Okay, uh, and uh, 3G just came out. The, the 3G was a big thing for them. 2008, right, and, right, and 2008, right. early 2009. I see. But but uh, we were investing it based on iPod and MacBook. Mm. And that time it was in 2003 and 2004 was the Windows versus Mac. And then mm. they had the ads. Um, you got all these cameras here. I don't know if they use Macs. Uh, no, no, we don't. Uh, uh, camera use an iPhone. People who use yeah. this and that like Macs. Yeah, yeah. Creatives. Okay? That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's true. Um, now the finance people all use PC. Mm, so correct. you can imagine the finance people don't know what a Mac is. Yes. So they can say Mac. Yeah. They went bankrupt before. Yeah. So it was not a hot stock. I see. It was not a hot stock. And then ninety seven just sorry nine uh, nineteen ninety nine tech bubble burst just Correct. happened. Yes. Correct. So nobody wanted to touch tech stocks for like 10 years. So even Microsoft was cheap. Apple was cheap. 
uh, Google <laughs> was not cheap because it was a darling company. Microsoft yeah. was very cheap. Microsoft was cheap. Google yeah. was not cheap. Amazon was not cheap. Because of Steve Ballmer. Sorry. <laughs> I, I will defend Steve Ballmer yeah. if you ask me the question yeah, later. Yeah, we will ask you about Microsoft. We will ask you about good. Microsoft. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, I think, I'll defend yeah. him later yeah. and then you can understand the logic yeah. of value yeah. investing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so um, that is value investing, right? Buying a, a reasonable company is cheap. We are, and like I said, we're looking at trailing, you ask trailing, right? So yeah. the past, past has nothing to do with iPhone. Right. It's iPhone and Mac. Mm. So valuing based on that. So if that's P10 or 15, let's say it was 15, right? Uh, now hardcore value investors, uh, back at Warren Buffett's time and maybe even my grandfather's time was all P10 was the benchmark standard, right? <laughs> yeah, yep. that was a gold standard. Oh, you wanna, you wanna you yield these days, Today you right? cannot buy yeah. anything. Yeah. You, you, you wouldn't be able to buy anything. Yeah, right? yeah. You think about it, right? But oh, at the time, it, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, so that was the, the the standard, right? If anything above 10, that's too expensive. Yep. Yeah. So you really question that. Uh, uh, but we can get into more on that later, but basically on a, on a nutshell 10, right? Because if I am, what does 10 mean? If you turn it upside down, 10 means, 10 means you get a 10% earnings yield. yield. Yes, right. right. You inverse it. So if you're FD at the time, Malaysia FD around four, I think. Yeah, correct. 2010, yes, about when four. When we studied in Australia, FD was what, eight, right? Seven, so seven, seven eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then your best choice to be 10, right? Yes. If you're taking more risk than FD, that's that's real risk-free. Risk yeah. Right yeah. So that's risk-free. You need to be compensated for the, the risk. risk that you get it wrong. Precisely. So if you're getting five, that's shit. Mm. Yeah. Oh, so shit is not a bad word, right? No, 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 it's okay. Don't worry. Okay, it doesn't matter. I felt the passion. Yeah. So, yeah. That stays. That stays. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you don't use F word here. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but, yeah. but, but it's, it is definitely shit return. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're if the benchmark of interest rate at the time was eight, 10 is also a, not, not, the, not the great best. also. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. So your minimum is P10 because you want to beat you you hope your company grows or so then you can make more than that. Yeah. So a good example is Apple. I mean, we can talk about other stocks. They grew because of their iPhone and i and also iPad mm. and yeah. And so they grew and that's so you got that's why you can get that 30, 40 percent per annum return mm. because of the growth. So you're buying it for the value and you paid so cheap. Uh because P10 is considered cheap in today's world, yeah, right? Yeah. So, uh, super cheap actually on this 2022 prices. Yeah. Because you got if you flip the American news, you got AMC doing like no profit and like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, pre, if they had a profit, it would be P thousand or something. Yeah. Whatever, yeah. You right. get all the meme stocks, right? Yeah. yeah. You get all the meme stocks. No, that, that's where, that's where things like <coughs> price to sales, EV, EBITDA. And even the price to sales probably like a P like uh, price to sales, like hundred, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. if you come, yeah. if you, you roll, assume that <laughs> their return on uh, uh, their margin, uh, net profit margin is 10. Yeah. So then the RP will be like 1,000, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. And that's like, you cannot get a, uh, a net net uh, net profit margin of like 90. That's ridiculous. Yes. Right? Yeah, yes. yeah. Um, so anyway, but that's- <laughs> But I mean, in the last yeah. in the last 10 years, value, the valuation game has changed. Yes. Completely. Yes. Right. So what we used to, I guess, preach and practice, mm. if you try and do it today, it's so hard. Sorry to interrupt this podcast. I know it's a little bit annoying, but I want to tell you something that I think can be really helpful to you. I can tell you're really interested in the stock market and want to learn more about it so that you actually know what you're doing, especially when today things are getting more complex and complicated. That's why we came up with the Stock Investing Blueprint or SIB. It's our signature e-learning program that teaches you how to pick the right stocks most of the time, 
buy and sell it at the best possible time and manage your stock portfolio systematically. It currently has more than 10 hours of content and it's growing. You'll also be part of a group of like-minded investors that can help speed up your learning process. To hop on the program, click on the link in the description or go to learn.firal.co slash courses slash SIB. Yeah. Not only that, I think in my point of view, uh, I think the the way accounting standards have not ca- actually sure. kept up yeah. with a lot of the natures of businesses sure. today. Mm. So <clears throat> one thing that I think a lot of people uh, who started value investing during your, your grandfather's time and all that kind of thing, were very used to your brick and mortar businesses where you have probably not even omni-channel, single channel kind of yeah, distribution, yeah. right? And here you have what we call the rise of intangibles. And mm. you know when you have different businesses, different business models, that, that's where accounting standards, I, I feel, have not really kept up. Yep. But yeah. I, I would disagree slightly. I don't think it's accounting standards that are not kept cut, cut up. Uh-huh. I think the investors have not changed their mindset to mm. readjust. So for example, what you mentioned, right? So it's more like at a time, a value investor who, if you if you had studied uh, Warren Buffett and Benjamin Graham in detail, mm-hmm. they're not telling you, oh, only buy a company P10, only buy a company net tangible value book of one. Yeah, that's right. They're not actually telling you that if you properly read what they said. They just said, buy something cheap. That's all they said. The buy P10 and net tangible, uh, buy price to book of one and buy dividend yield of five or whatever. All of that is the other people who wrote about value investing. Correct. So actually, if you readjust, if Mike, if a company we're investing in is growing at thirty percent, then it's okay to pay a P of thirty. Mm. You know, so the the so the you have to know the uh, you have to kind <coughs> of not to say no because you will never know. You have to kind of reasonably guess. You got to adapt as well. What actually, actually I, 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 I disagree with that as well because I feel it's not just the investors have not kept out. Yeah. I, I feel that the way accounting standards have not properly accounted for certain criteria on the balance sheet. Fair, fair enough. enough. Fair yeah, enough because, because you see, if you look at investors, I think a lot of, uh, you would say second, third generation people who have read the classics and all that, they have already adapted. But yeah. they also complain that the valuation matrices, like what you mentioned, price to book and PE and all that, may not be the best matrices. That's why I was alluding towards accounting ah, standards. Have not fair enough, up. fair enough. But, yeah, but yeah. why do they do that, right? Yeah. They do that to push up valuations. Correct, precisely, right? precisely. That's what I'm saying, in the last 10 years, yes. the valuation game is out of whack. Yes, right? and, the, and, and that's where the stories and all this, the way they propped up their stories on valuation makes you go back to what is your anchor. Mm. And that's yeah. where that that's where I think the classics actually do help us yeah. Yeah. anchor. Yeah, and, and so that comes back to your point about yeah. deep value, fair value, and value. And so we play a very important when it comes to investing in an MTC. Yeah, that's the bit that drives us. Right? Mm. I see. Mm-hmm. Right? We, we we have to keep within that framework. Yes. yes, because the moment we step out of the framework, yes, we jump into this whole world. Correct. of uncertainty. Correct. 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 Right? So it's very important. So that's the bit that. You know, and, and we, we know for a fact sometimes when we do this, mm-hmm. we're, sh- we're sacrificing short-term For returns. sure, for sure. Mm. For and, sure. And, and we question ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Right? In the sure. last 18 months, we've said, imagine if we didn't do this. Mm. We didn't do that. Yeah. Right? Imagine if we didn't do that. But we have to remind ourselves, and that's why David said it's about being dis- disciplined. Yes. And having extremely 
basically zero emotions. Uh. Yeah. You got to be a robot. Uh. Yeah. You got to yeah. be yeah. a pure logic. Yeah. Pure, rules, right? rules. And, and, and you got to stick to that framework. Yeah. Because if you don't, the moment you, you, you just step out of it and we have made a lot of mistakes yes. in the past. Yes. We stepped out a bit of, from that. Yeah. Because we were chasing a little bit and go, if we give that a bit more time. <laughs> what if, right? The what, what if. if right? But, but that's why it's so important. Yeah. Right? yeah. So that's why it's so important for us um, as investors and when we communicate it to our clients and even prospects or anyone that we speak to, mm -hmm. the whole definition of deep value, fair value and value mm -hmm. in response to the traditional value yeah. value play yeah. is yeah. very important, right? Yeah. Because as David said, the numbers and the metrics and how people value things now, people have just come up all this adjusted this, adjusted that. And the best right. part, you guys are global, you know. Yeah. And that's even worse because in a way, one guy in Scandinavia says, oh no, this way, this is how we yeah. do it. The guys yeah. in the US will say, this is how Correct. we do it, yeah. right? Yeah. And then he says, oh, if you look at, you know, cloud or uh, SaaS-based business, Correct. oh, it's a new model. <laughs> this is the way we do this. Is, yeah. And, and if right. you don't have an anchor, that's mm. where- <laughs> I, I have to ask specific to this discussion. I think it's, it's great that this is becoming lively because yeah. This is something, you know, our common friend, we talked to uh, Rondi as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. We, we oh, discussed yeah, about yeah. things like he's that. Doing, he's doing a good job with the retail market. With, with oh, 100%, 100%, 100% yeah. actually. That's, that's where we met him anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I have to ask, specific to valuation, your thoughts, right? <clears> so you mentioned that the example, you gave the example of uh, risk-free rates just now. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're giving, uh, if you're getting from the bank at five, better buy something a lot higher. Yeah. yeah. So when you look at over the past 10 years, let's not talk about the future right mm. now. Yeah. If you look at the past 10 years, one of the, reasons the valuation game has gone out of whack to some people it's just what it is uh is the fact that uh, risk rates has essentially gone down to zero and you guys Correct. are global yeah yep. yep. so uh it's basically zero or 0 0.5 whatever yeah. the and if you want to use the the u.s treasury as to what it's like two <laughs> yeah. 1.5 yeah. whatever it is yeah so do you think that that feeds into your readjustment because let's say if you are okay to buy if your grandparents or back in the day, they were like, hey, let's get 10% yield because the risk rate is eight. Mm. So today, if your risk rate is it's at 1.5, <coughs> I should be okay buying something at 45 times, 40 times earnings. Do yeah. you think no, that's no, a No, no, we don't think of it that way. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. So I'll tell you we think of it another sure, way. Sure. So yeah. what we, we we think about is, is first is, is this, if, if risk rate was mm. 10 and mm. you make 10, then you are shit. Yeah. As an investor. Yeah. If you're uh if and uh then you must all invest in FD. Mm, yeah. Mm. If your risk free rate is five, then you make ten, that's very great because you make double of FD. Okay. Right? And if you make fifteen, that's extremely great. Okay. So you have to reset as an investor, whether it's us or client or anybody who wants to invest on their own, they have to reset their expectation based on risk free rate, mm, which yeah. nobody does. Mm, yeah. But they should. True. So if you're uh, you just mentioned a number earlier, 0.1 percent. But let's use Malaysia because we're talking about Malaysia. Can, yeah. What is Malaysia's one point seven five? Yeah. So then, if you are making four, uh, 1.7 times, let's say two, two, two. So four. If you're taking a four, that's double. Mm. So you did a lot of work to get double. That is great. Mm. So if you are getting five, that means you took maybe too much risk, or either mm. you're damn good. Mm. You, you get yeah, damn yeah. good, mm. or you took too much risk. risk. Okay. So people are not thinking that maybe all their returns is too much risk and they will readjust accordingly because interest rate is two yeah <clears throat> so you have to reset your expectation as one now that is reset expectation when you start to want to invest same mm. like us mm. when we start to want to invest so now that now is the objective of investing to try to beat the fd rate at a higher multiple mm. now as a professional manager you want to beat the fd rate by three times yeah 
if you're only bidding by two, it may not cover all the costs. Uh. Just like you guys are yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got this lighting <laughs> yeah, bulb. Exactly. Yeah. We also got Bloomberg terminal <laughs> yeah, no. and all these costs, right? So you want to maybe bid it by three times, mm. right? So in that sense, when if we if FD and we're using global, so let's just average a few of the developed countries. Yeah. Let's say it's two or so. Right? Okay. So if we do more than six, actually by right, we should be happy. Mm. But, but then we, of course, are not happy. We are trying to get 10. <laughs> mm, but mm. we're saying sometimes maybe another investor, we're not saying our clients, but just people in general, if mm. they get 10, they should be damn happy. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. they shouldn't be trying to aim for 20, 30, which people are still trying to but aim. I, I, just to add in there, I think the problem in Malaysia, it's mm. not a problem, is that people don't benchmark it with the FD. People benchmark it with EPF. That's not only point. that, that that's an, and, yeah, that's and true. That's a good point. six percent is my minimum return. Yeah, can, yeah, can, yeah, I, can I give you a glimmer? Uh, no, I love your point, and that's the reason why I'm, I'm trying to add to this mm. is because I was I was a Unitrust agent. Mm. Oh, and the way that it was marketed, if you uh, so I, I used to represent a red color one. <laughs> so you should <laughs> okay. right? And the the their brochure actually for all the funds that they sell, right? So you've got your Morningstar, your Lipper mm. ratings. At the bottom was actually a table of the EPF return rates mm. against their fund return rates. Yep. Yeah. And after five years, EPF actually stopped it. Mm. Because- Oh, EPF stopped it. EPF stopped it. Mm. Because they, they felt it wasn't a very, <coughs> I don't know what was the reason, but yeah. I, I mean, think- EPF started, the, the company stopped it? The Unitrust company stopped so it? So the EPF, EPF told stopped, them? told them not to put that benchmark or, in. Oh, they have that power. The reason why they, they, they were using it is because they were encouraging a lot of people who had EPF money in account one to take it out to put it into the unit trust. trust. So I don't know whether they felt it was misleading or whatever. I don't want to speculate what was the reason, mm. but to allude to your point, right? That was their benchmark because EPF was doing so. The, yep. the problem is how many people actually understand the nuance of how EPF is managed Correct. rather than benchmarking against, you know, your FD rates or whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I was just, you know, when it was mentioning the benchmarking, right? I was just in my head, I was laughing because try to tell this to the crypto boys because yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's a joke, no, right? No, crypto boys say <laughs> 2%, are you kidding crypto me? Boys, I mean, you talk <laughs> to anybody in the last two years that invested in gloves. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. Gloves. Ah, but gloves is a good example. It came right? down, right? Yeah, right? Yeah. Right? yeah. But yeah, but you, you talk 2020 gloves. Yeah. Right? 20-30% that was little. It's because, little. You nothing, know, yeah. It, right? it, you think about it. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think it's, it's great that you guys raised this point about benchmarking because a lot of people don't know what to benchmark against to rather than you know trying to you know compare and and it doesn't help that i think um the concept of capital markets in malaysia i i feel and maybe yeah. correct me if i'm wrong is still at its nascency in terms of understanding oh, for sure <laughs> for sure <laughs> but that's for where sure. the opportunity is right yeah that's where the opportunity still, is hope the regulators don't watch the show oh. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. no you didn't say <laughs> 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 no if we get an email we cc you guys, <laughs> you guys. yeah but i want to get a little bit now into individual investments so you alluded to your story about apple and your thesis yeah. about apple earlier on so let's talk about it today because mm, yeah. um, Apple is obviously it's an amazing stock, right? Yeah, the largest yeah, yeah. in the world, essentially. Yeah. Um, you know, Buffett bought it. He put in 36 billion. Now it's worth like 160 yeah. billion, something like that. So uh, you guys were you guys were earlier than Buffett, right? Yeah. That's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but today going forward, would you still want it in your portfolio? Well, we can tell you the, the history of that. Yeah. Also, the, the, the sad part is <laughs> Wait, well, uh, like a year after Buffett bought it, we only for 10 years, he sold it off. So we lost oh. out on some of the gain. Okay, but okay. a lot of people say, are you, are you? But you know what? Uh, sometimes 
holding a stock for 40 years, 30 years is very hard. The only mm. person who has successfully done it that I know mm. is Warren Buffett and my grandfather. <laughs> okay? Uh, the rest that hold stocks for 30 years, it's because, not because they were making a decision to hold it, they forgot about it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, true. Yes. Right? true. So yes, true. true. I have to tell you this story. I don't know if you know, there was a study. I think you know this story. There's yeah. a study in the US, Fidelity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah they yeah. actually looked through all their brokerage accounts and they were calculating the returns and they were trying to find a commonality as to why people were having high returns. Yeah. Do you know what was the number one factor for the account that high, the highest returns? Yeah, all right, all right. They died. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the point, right? Yeah. Don't touch it, right? Don't, don't, touch, touch, it. It. Exactly. don't touch it. Coffee can investing, just put it in, pop, yeah. and then that, that, exactly. that's it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's yes, why continue. I say we are also learning as, uh, as 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 fund managers or people in the industry because actually originally we are not in the industry. Mm. We're just individuals, me and him. Yeah. Uh, and my other partner trying mm. to invest. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. uh, and then we just decided that hey, let's turn this into. Uh, a business, mm. okay? If we are investing on our own, let's turn it into a business and also invest other people's money. So mm. we are not like the traditional, uh, you call fund manager, SM100, startup, ground up as a research analyst, yeah. or like you guys who work in the industry. We didn't necessarily work in the industry. We were management consultants. I was an auditor, became management consultant. Mm. He was a consultant in um, uh, IBM and then later management consultant at Accenture. Mm -hmm. So you're not from the traditional right. banking background, mm -hmm. but we're just people who like to invest and want to invest. Mm. And I guess the comfort for us, maybe he saw some comfort was because it was the same case with my grandfather, right? Ah. He didn't come for a traditional, oh, I work in a bank and then became an investor. Mm. It was just a common sense thing he, uh, that anybody can do. Mm. And like I say, if you read the literature of Warren Buffett and all those, uh, uh, the old school, more of the old school gurus, they just say it's something that anybody can do. And they keep talking about index fund, index mm. fund, but yes. people sometimes overuse the index fund. Right. Because it's, yes, uh, sometimes the index fund can beat an active manager. Yes. But only one country's index fund, the US S&P. Yes. If you compare, uh, Singapore index fund, no, they are really bad. Zero. Japan. Malaysia Bursa index fund, zero. Try to buy a Malaysian ETF and see where your performance is. <laughs> zero. <laughs> zero. So, when people, so, so people took, like I said, uh, people took value investing and tried to market it and yes. then market for themselves, make their business do well. Yeah. People took Warren Buffett's mm. statement, market it and say, okay, now we're all ETFs. Yeah. So they sell China ETF, Russia ETF, <laughs> this ETF, Malaysia ETF, Malaysia Palm Oil ETF, this everything. So every, but not every ETF is equal. Yeah, exactly. It's just like a, fun yeah it's a, just a formula right yes what he was really saying is sometimes if you just bet on the country the american economy if you listen to him correct then you can't go wrong correct. if you're not if you don't have the time to be a good stock picker mm -hmm. just bet on the american economy mm. yeah. but he never said bet on the russian economy he never said that yeah, <laughs> no, he never said bet on the malaysian economy yeah even singapore who's a leading nation in southeast asia who has overtaken all the countries to become the number one developed nation in mm. this region mm -hmm. their sti has not moved for the last 10 years Absolutely yeah right. It's right? Flat so you, even if you think, oh, okay, I apply Warren Buffett's philosophy and I invest in STI, eh, didn't work yep. because you got zero. Then you say, oh, I apply Warren Buffett's uh, thing and I invest in China because China is the next superpower. Cool, man. Okay, I don't think it's zero because mm. I, I can't remember off my head right now, but mm. it crashed recently quite a yeah. bit, yeah. right? So it's not as great as it used to be. Mm. So, and then if you look at the teams that they mentioned before, BRIC, mm -hmm. BRIC, yeah, yes, correct. Yes. only China did well. Yeah. India, so-so, but Brazil well. and Russia definitely, eh. 
down. You know when the term first came out, you know, Devon? Oh, I tell you, everyone is jumping, jumping to it. Yeah. It's the same as ESG, you know? Yeah, ESG now. Same as ESG. And then ESG <coughs> is a bit of uh, a bullshit because <laughs> shit is... Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. I've been told it's okay. You agree with this, so please say it. It's not bull... Not bull F, so it's okay to you. So because if you looked at the ESG funds that just came out recently, you realize, hey, all these ESG funds, some of them investing in oil and gas. Actually, mm. you know that the European Union actually came out of a new ruling that saying that uh, natural gas is considered ESG compliant. Yeah, I, which I, I, logically should not be. Yeah, yeah I know, but, but yeah, I was just showing him. Because every yeah. country's uh, or every organization's, there's no global mandate of ESG. It's just a, it's just a marketing Correct. name, right? Correct. Yeah. And then everybody's hooked on to it. So everybody just say ESG. There's no governing. And I don't want to insult necessarily the Islamic funds, but... Yeah. Initially, the Islamic Fund, there was no proper governing body. Yeah. Mm. So Qatar's Islamic Fund criteria might be slightly, Sharia criteria, sorry, Sharia. It's different from Malaysia Sharia criteria. Yeah. And then everybody is trying to develop and have their own methodology. So there's no standardized. There's no standardized. So what, I, and actually it's uh, interesting because it's the same thing with organic food. Mm. And I learned this from organic food. So yeah. along, a lot of things that we do from investing mm -hmm. is learning things in real life. Okay. So... If you went to our website, you asked what is value investing as a nutshell. Value investing is just buying reasonable companies cheap. Yep. But then our practice of the firm is buying what you know. Mm. How do you know these things? Is is because it's things that you interact with your day-to-day -day life. That's or right. Things that you're passionate about, uh, just in general as a human being. Mm. Some people are passionate about cars; they will know better about cars. That's stocks. right. That's right. Uh, some people like photography; they would know whether Adobe. Yeah. Uh, Systems is a good company to invest in. Correct. Uh, or Leica, if they were listed, I don't think they are. Or Toshiba, or so, uh, right. which cameras, uh, sorry, Sony, Sony cameras, mm. Fuji cameras. So invest what you know. So it just so happened last time, my friends were very into, uh, um, what do you call? Uh, if, uh, organic food. Oh, okay. Yeah. So same thing like ESG. That's how I learned about ESG. Mm. Is even in organic food, if you go to Spain, Germany, Different reason. What is organic is different. Classification ah, yeah. is different. So maybe as long as it's planted in this uh, region, it's organic. <laughs> but the moment you move to Spain, it's not organic. Wow. So that's the same analogy I can give for ESG. That's how I understood what ESG meant. Mm, mm. Right? It was the same thing. Every company had their own standard of what ESG be. Yeah. ESG meant. So if somebody said natural gas is clean, right? It's, it's clean energy, it's clean and oil. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, you think logically it's not, right? <laughs> it's still increasing the carbon footprint. Like, yeah, increasing the carbon footprint. You're digging the thing. Yeah. Maybe it's even worse than displacing the orangutan, <laughs> right? The, the, all the Americans like to say we're yeah. displacing our orangutan, but you're drilling. To drill for gas, you also have to drill for oil. It doesn't, it's not separate <coughs> together. Yeah, Correct. Correct. So then you might say that if it's a 100% natural gas company, it's not clean because you also had to drill, your friend <laughs> had to drink for oil. You know, Petronas yeah. Gas had to rely on Petronas Petroleum yeah. to commit all the, uh, the uh, carbon footprint so they could be clean. So anyway, there are a lot of teams, uh, not to bank ESG, but there are mm. a lot of teams. So that's why you cannot take index investing this in a nutshell. Yeah. Right? It depends because sometimes you overdo it. Yes, you yes. Know? And that's the worry about overdoing is because if the rules itself are not clear, that's where things get murky. Do you know that they don't even have a standardized way of counting carbon credits? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. yeah it's, every country it's, is different. It's, it's, it's different. Right? It's yeah. different. I was I know in Germany, oil gas. Yeah. Germany has a very 
complex convoluted way of calculating it. Yeah. The UK has a very different way of calculating correct, it as well. Correct. Correct. Wow. And I think it, it all depends on the policies of the countries, right? Precisely. What works for them. Correct. Right? Correct. And if they go, oh, for me to get up a ranking list, mm. I need to do this. Yes. They will automatically create a policy that will enable them to oh, yeah. Yeah. create yeah. that, right? So correct. To move up the ranking. And, and, and that's for us sometimes the stuff that we don't invest in because it's too hard to understand. And that, that's where I wanted to dig deeper and ask you. So if there's a theme like this that comes out, hey, guys, you know you're a fun. You want to mm. get more, uh, what, exposure or more Better than one, PR. Right? Yeah. And then they said, why are you guys not investing in ESG? I'm pretty sure. That you don't believe in it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've over the last, <clears throat> over the last five years, mm. uh, I mean, we, we, we started the fund in 2012. Okay. From 2012 to 2015, we were practically in stealth mode. Okay. Like building our track record. Even okay. though we had a, a track record previously from, okay. from the family office, yeah. um, we wanted to be completely fresh, right? Okay. So, so 2012 to 2015 was stealth mode, essentially just looking at companies, buying great companies, uh, generating our mm, returns. Mm, mm. 2016, when we started getting a bit more publicity, mm -hmm. a bit more, I guess, attention from the markets, newspapers and all, after that, post post that, people started coming to us asking us to start funds mm. in a whole range of different strategies. I see, I see. Right? Hey, can you guys do Islamic fund? Ah, Sharia fund. Sharia can you do a, a Sharia fund? Can you do this fund? Can you mm. do this retail fund? Can you do a, a quant fund? Mm. Right? Mm. And I think that's the, as you you, you talked about the, the capital markets being yeah. very, I, I say it's, it's very, it's still very amateurish, mm. right? Um, people are more concerned, as you you probably know, working in the unit trust industry <laughs> yeah. about distribution. Yeah, yes, more yes. so much than return. Yes, yes, yes. Right. So in the last four or five years, we could have grown significantly more from our EM today. I Correct. guarantee you that. Yes, yeah, yes, right? yes. I guarantee you that. Right. But it comes back to the point of whether we want to accept a strategy that we completely don't understand. Yeah. Number one. Secondly, we're not obviously going to perform because we don't know anything about it, mm. which will affect our, our, our reputation and whatnot. And that's something we're not willing to do. Great. Right? Yeah, great. So as a result of that, we tell them we don't, we, we can't do it. Right? So we're, right. we're back to square one and we are, as, as David said, we are plain, value investors. Plain vanilla. Yeah. No, yeah. just plain vanilla because, yeah, yeah. because I, I want to ask you a little bit more about this, Don, because what saddens me because uh, I was, we, we actually interviewed, uh, uh, I had a podcast with uh, Tan Teng Bu. Just, oh, oh, yeah, okay, cool. and, you know, he had a lot of thoughts about it. Obviously, it's going to come out of, uh, before yeah. this episode. Yeah. But what was interesting was because I was trying to recollect the reasons why uh, people actually invest and how they get started and relating mm -hmm. to the part mm -hmm. about capital markets. Mm -hmm. Because, correct me if I'm wrong, people who actually come up to you guys and ask you to start a fund, whatever, are very likely high net worth individuals. Yeah, possibly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. right. All, yeah. all institutions. All institutions. Yeah. You're yep. not going to get your mum and pops, and no. Money, right? No. Right, because they most likely are accredited But, but I would say they might not say start a fund for me, but they say, in your fund house, do you have any of these funds? Ah, any offering that is- Offering. Yeah, yeah that, that, that suits yeah. this. Yeah. And the reason why I'm alluding towards this is because, <laughs> is it because uh, it's not just the regulators themselves not you know uh, putting a vibrant market, but because there is actually no demand from the market. Uh, sorry, I don't understand. So, so that means uh, mm. the capital markets in Malaysia is not as sophisticated as what we get in the US or the UK. Is there a possibility that because of 
the level of sophistication that we have here on our retail investor has not demanded that kind of products to come. Potentially, but I mean, I mean, that's what that's what I guess. In some ways, when I when I speak to your friend Rondi and 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 yeah. what I guess Stop Stop B is doing, that's I guess the the the, the education space, right? Mm, 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 right? Mm, mm, mm. It, it starts with the, the the education base, yeah, right. Because when when if I was to think about our our history and our experience of of, of starting the fund, yeah. there's a lot of educational aspect that came to the, yes. to the process, right? Yes. It was not just making money instantly. Oh yeah. Yeah, because right. I'm pretty sure some of your high net worth individuals, they may have amassed their wealth from a business For or sure. whatever, right? And Which is the case in Malaysia. Yeah, majority exactly. Or inherited wealth, you know, yeah, second yeah. generation, third generation. Uh, and then you start telling them about deep value, fair value, and all these concepts that are probably quite alien to them, yeah, yeah. right? And then you start, if you start employing uh, uh, mechanics like, you know, long shot, you tell yeah. them I'm a long shot fund, right? Yeah, you tell yeah. the, the guy yeah, who owns Jim Tiger, right? Long shot? Yeah. No, <laughs> right? absolutely. Yeah. So that's why I say, the, the, the education aspect yeah. is 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 not as prevalent here, mm. yeah, right? Mm. And and that's the, the sad thing because the, the reality is, people want to make money instantly. Yes. 100%. Yes, right? yes, yes. So they don't even bother about, the truth is nobody actually bothers our product specifically. Yes. The, as in, not our clients, but yes. other people that are interested. Correct. It's about, can you guarantee me 20%? Yes. Can you guarantee? Precisely, precisely. What's right? your response when someone asks you? Like, yeah, yeah, I, I want to see what's your response. <laughs> oh, you're putting me on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> guarantee. Yeah. I, I mean, the, the honest truth is, I tell this upfront. If someone tells you they guarantee your returns, mm. you run away. Yeah. Right? Because there's no way anyone can guarantee you. Yeah. But EPF, la, but that's separate, right? But EPF is 2.5, ma. statutory yeah, is 2.5 yeah, yeah. only. Yeah. They can't guarantee you 6%. Ma. True, true. Yeah. Um, but, if, but the truth is, whether it, this is a whole range, uh, even high net worth individuals. Yes, that, that, that's what I'm trying to allude to because uh, we've looked at stats, uh, uh, Don and, and uh, Devon, is that the more Malaysians, uh, the more BNM actually prints money, the more is being put into fixed D. And, yeah, and yeah, yeah, they have this money market fund, which I find very weird. Yeah, yeah. And, and and why I'm uh, I, I'm trying to peel your your thoughts about this is that possibly is because of the levels of sophistication. That's why we you're not getting the demand for the products or the the okay. the, the types of methods that you guys are employing. You know, sure. so I mean, so so yeah. So first thing I say, education. Yeah. Secondly, secondly is the fact that people are are, are too in a hurry, right? Impatient. Mm. Right? Because a strategy like ours, yes, uh, as you call it, a vanilla strategy like ours, it takes time. Yes. Right? For us to get great returns, mm -hmm. it takes time. Mm. Right? Um, and I mean, our, our 10 year return annualizes about what, 11% now? Yeah. Or 11, yeah. 12% yeah. now, right? And if that's I, in US, so it's ringgit, it's even yeah. more, right? Yeah. But, but if I tell that to someone yeah. who just started investing in the glove stocks yeah. two years and, ago, and it's like 11%? What? And I've, had that, I've, I've had that the last last six to eight months. Right? I wouldn't be surprised. Right? Bro. They go, <laughs> what? You're a professional manager and you make 11%. Where's your skill, right? They ask you things. Wait, like really? That. You buy global and you make 11%. That's that's a bit strange, yeah. right? I've, I I bought whatever the big four glove makers and I've made 120% in one year. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But then it's 11% per annum. Per so annum, after annum like seven years that is like you know double your money correct correct and then but after see, 14 years there's there's quadruple your money. correct and people don't think about it that way people cannot think in compound terms correct yeah so compounding is a is a obviously we all we all recognize how powerful compounding can yes, be yes but 
the guys on the streets don't think about it that way. Yeah, right. They're probably like Davon when Davon was 15 years old buying popular. Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah exactly, exactly, exactly. 100%. I also was happy. Yeah, yeah, totally. Totally, right? Probably bought a game or something or his yeah. PlayStation or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that was it. For yeah, pocket yeah. change money, but still yeah. sell it, yeah, right? Yeah. And so they're not constant in the market, right? Yes, being yes. constant in the market is a completely separate question altogether. Staying in the game. Staying in the game, yeah. but being, being, being true in the game, yeah. right? Brings a completely different, um, brings a completely different picture altogether because of the fact that we, we try not to do it. We try mm. not to look at the, the ticker prices yes, on a daily yes. basis, but the everyday people on the street, they do that. Yeah, yeah. And the moment people, the guys that make 120% and they go, wow, right? I'm gonna put more money in. <coughs> but then all of a sudden it drops yep. 100%. Yep. And then they're out of the market. Yeah. And that's happened to a lot of people in 90, during the 97 90, era, Oh yes, yes. Right? 97, 2001, Yeah, they're out for good. Oh actually. yes. Completely exactly. out. So we've yeah. got some guys that, that have a lot of cash sitting in FD and all that, I've tried to obviously- Burn already. Right? Yeah. You, you can't get them. Once bitten, twice shy already. Correct. Yeah. Right? Mm. And the problem in Malaysia is whether it's sophistication or um, just the fact that people are just impatient is they eventually get burned. <laughs> yeah. And so they once they get burned, they're out. So then the capital markets is just, you're just recycling. Right? I think new guys point. come in, yeah. they get yeah. burned, they leave. New guys come in, in burn, recycle. Then you get a new new group of Generation, people, and then yeah. now you maybe have a new gimmick. Yes, like yes. crypto and um and then uh, what's it um equity no, sharing. No, no, Three years ago, there was this thing called money game. Ah, money oh, game yeah. and so many. JJPT two percent. My 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 neighbor when I was in Miri, he was actually carrying the gold bars. You know. Oh, I kid you not. You know, before JJPT- I thought they didn't actually give you the gold bars. Oh, you can- Depend on the- Yeah, there were a few options. Ah. So he took the option where he didn't trust the company. So he actually <laughs> took the gold bars. Ah, okay. So he wow, carried the enough, gold bar right. every day with him, you know. And he was a, he was a aircon contractor. So he, he, you know, I didn't have the heart to tell him uh, back then that it's like, because I understand the- But even the gold bar is not related. It's like one bar, but then he has more on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they actually earn from the spread. Ah. Mm. That's where they, yeah. but. Hopefully, to, to make you feel better, we actually have a common fund manager friend and he, he actually met a high net worth individual and he said, what's your strategy? Oh, I buy good companies and after three to five years, uh, that's how I make money. I, I want to double uh, about that. Yeah, right? I want to double. And then this guy said, then where's your skill? Because you buy any stock, every, it should go up. Uh. Any stock uh, will, will double in three <laughs> to five years. That's right. yeah. But that's the, that's the problem yeah. in Asia, yeah. right? Every, everything goes up, nothing comes down. Yeah, yeah 100%, <laughs> right? right? So actually I, I, actually, I just realized I actually asked you guys about Apple. I'm not sure how oh. we end up here. Yeah, oh, sorry, let's come in Apple. But no, no, but no, oh, no. Because we didn't want to talk about Apple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ask about no, Apple. No, 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 no. I will ask about Apple, but yeah. I'll, I'll delay a bit because I think how the conversation evolved into managing the fund is really good. So yeah. <coughs> specifically, right, by being the first ever fund uh, hedge fund in Malaysia, right? What yeah. is actually what was the process like? A mm. like what what is the definition? <coughs> of a like hedge. the difference between a hedge fund and a non-hedge fund fund, let's call it. And what's day to day like for you guys? We will start with the first question. An answer done. You can do it. I do oh, a day to day. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the okay. Uh, what's the first part? The first question understand. is like, how do you set up? How do you start? Fund? How do you start a hedge oh, fund? Oh, that was very What's tough. the difference? Um, actually, there's no difference between uh hedge fund any fund uh it's all just how you uh, you name it mm. the reason why we mentioned the word hedge fund versus unit trust or mutual fund is to differentiate that we are not mandated 
Mm. So we can do whatever we want. It's the mandate. Mm. Yeah. It's the mandate. So uh, a mutual uh, based on uh, Western or American or Australian, uh, they distinguish between is distinguished by the regulators, uh, i.e., the SEC. Uh, which is American regulators. Mutual fund is a mandated fund. So you have to follow what is stated. So it's very strict guidelines on what you can and cannot do. Mm, mm. So mandated equity fund, only do equity, mm. only do uh, Fixing whatever. Income, uh, whatever, la. whatever la. So very mandated. Hedge fund, anything under the roof, you can buy derivatives, That's basically right. to make money, whatever mm. you want to do. So mm. for us, the only reason we, we call ourselves a, a hedge fund or we put ourselves in that bucket is because we wanted the flexibility to do whatever we want. I see. But not that we go and short and we go and simply uh, do all commodities. So people get misconstrued with, uh, with hedge fund because hedge fund actually already started with the term hedging. Yes. But... A lot of the people who realize, hey, instead of hedging, I make money. Mm. Uh, I make money from the activity of hedging. Mm, mm. Actually, the activity of hedge is uh, insurance. Mm. But people say, hey, I can make money from this. Mm. Uh, and, and, and part of that is what caused the global financial crisis in 2008, where people are trying to make too much money for something that should have been an insurance policy. That's right. Essentially. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and then it evolved where then, the guys who were hedging, you found out how to make a lot of money and then all the top performing funds that could do anything they want will coin hedge fund as the general term. Mm. But basically, it's what most people call an absolute return fund, which mm. is the right term. But if you go talk to a person on the street and say absolute <laughs> return, return fund, what is they that? look at you like it was Yeah, huh? so it's easy to say hedge fund. That's what you would say guaranteed, is it? Guaranteed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolute return. So distinguish ourselves from unit trust and mutual fund yeah. where mm. we could do anything. So for example, we wanted to buy an Apple. We didn't have to buy the stock. We could buy option, the options. Call options. Yeah. to get uh, so we want to long it mm. so instead of buying it direct the equity version we can use other instruments to get it I see. not that we would uh, we do it necessarily but then we want to take leverage we can also take leverage mm. so you can take a like a one percent loan and buy a buy a position which we do uh we want to uh you know buy a country that otherwise you couldn't buy like russia technically we can buy mm. uh, so that's why we wanted to distinguish that we could do it basically anything we want, but then understand our philosophy is actually equity. Understood. Right. Did you face any hurdles uh, when, because we've got boutique fund management license, yes. unit trust. When yeah, you so, so yes. When, when you first, went to CSC, yeah. right? And when we first started out, actually, yes, they, they didn't have uh, <laughs> uh, they didn't have a license for somebody like us, uh -huh. so we actually went to Singapore first. Ah. And then we partner with a fund manager there. And then, uh, and then we started the fund in Singapore. I see. And then only after knocking on the door every year or every other quarter to SE, finally we we managed to convince them that they should open up to more than just unit trust mandated funds. Mm. Wow. Because if not, then everything, all of your money will go to Singapore. Mm. That was our our pitch to them. Mm. That you are coming with. You said our strategy, which is true. But then the way funds also are too plain vanilla also mm. because uh, they're all unit trust. So there are many different pro products out there that you could go a commodity fund, et cetera, correct, that's not correct. available. So he said, 
we operate in this universe, but maybe if you open it up, people will stop parking their money in Singapore to mm. access all these other funds. Yeah. So I guess then they introduced this boutique license. So yes. then we, we got our license under the boutique license. I see. I see. But I think interestingly, we're the only guys, is it still one today? More. Still one more. One more, is it? Yeah. So I since then, know. only two people. Yeah. And this is in 2015. Because actually once we started being licensed in Malaysia, we realized that's the other challenging part of the business that nobody sees mm. is running a business. Mm, and running a regulated yes. business, which is the day-to-day. -day. Day -day. So actually investing like? can be very easy, but when you manage other people's money, that's already difficult because you have to interact with your clientele to yep. update them on your performance, etc., your mm. strategy. Because not everybody's temperament is as strong as yours. Correct. So if like, let's say two weeks ago, the, or sorry, a month ago, uh, Russia invaded Ukraine. Everybody's panicking and they're like, oh, should we sell sure now? Your, your call, your phone Constant. just went off the yeah. whole. <laughs> then after that, uh, China <laughs> crashed, right? That one day, if you remember that week, all Chinese stocks crashed oh, tremendously. Yeah. Yeah. Mainly the tech companies and many others, but mainly tech. Everybody also panicking, mm. right? Because most Malaysians invest in China. Correct. Right? Uh, so we have to deal with that. But then we also deal with regulators. So mm. I guess Don huh. can talk more about uh, day -to -day. <laughs> the day-to-day. Day. Yes, yes, yes. So I you're mean, the favorite poster boy in SC right now, I guess, for hedge fund. No, I'm we just kidding. Not, we shall not mention. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. Dal should not mention. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, in, in my head, the day-to-day -day isn't necessarily how, what we go through on a day-to-day, -day, right? Mm. Like, huh. I mean, the day-to-day, that we, I guess, would like to have is just basically reading the news. That's right, reading anything. Spending, you know, reading news, financial reports, annual reports, you know, any, any, any submission whatsoever, spending time with clients, explaining to them our strategy, reassuring them uh, the performance of the fund. Mm. But that's a small portion eh, in fact, <laughs> of what we actually mm -hmm. do. Mm. And, and that's where a lot of people, when they start trying to get into the fun industry or the investment industry, realize shit, it's not as, as glamorous or as oh, yeah. sexy or as interesting as it is. They probably watch too many billions. Uh. Correct. <laughs> it's not like billions. When, I, when we watch billions, I'm like, I don't see billions. <laughs> no, you have when to have what? a, you need to have a G-Wagon <laughs> and then a Gulfstream 650. <laughs> I'm just kidding. What's the, what's the guy in uh, billions? The, uh, where? Bobby, Bobby. No, 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 the, Bobby, the, no, no, the, the, the S, the, the, the uh, compliance guy. Oh, oh, uh, oh Spiros. Spiros, yeah, Spiros, yeah, Spiros yeah. right? Yeah. Think about Spiros, right? Yeah. And that's really, that's not how Spiros, uh, compliance officer <laughs> yeah, is like that. We wish we could have somebody like that. We are the Spiros. We are the Spiros of the company, yeah. right? Um, and and that's the problem, right? Mm. That's one, the another problem is that um, the, the 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 sophistication is not just on 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 the end consumer side, but it's also on the on the professional management side yeah. as well. Over regulation From, is a it's, big yeah, problem, right? So, I mean, you think about the regulation that the guys have put together in the you know now, right? It, it's 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 terms and conditions and law from. Would it be suffocating? Oof. <laughs> I know. Okay. Yeah, no, it, it is. Me. I mean, but it's the truth is, it is. It yeah, is. It is. It is. It is. Because, it is. like I said, it's 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 law that was designed in the in in the early nineties, early two thousands. Saban Oxley. Right. Oxley. right? Yeah. It, it hasn't, and it's still so paper based. It's yeah. still this mm. or that. Right. It hasn't transitioned into this whole environment. That yes. We're in, right? Yes. And hasn't transitioned to an environment of global investment. That's, that's that's another problem because we're global managers. Yeah. Yes. And a lot of the guys that I guess- Are local, see, yeah. yeah. And Bank Nagara regulates are very local. Mm. 
um, that's a pain point for us as well because Understood. there's a lot of things that we tend to spend communicating with them. There's yeah. no issue. Yes. Uh, nice folks on the other side of the table. But the amount of time spent having to- Re-educate Because it's, it's, it's trying to grow that together with them in a way. Right. Yeah. But you see, at the same time, no one is doing it. Yes. Because so that's the sad bit, right? So we're, all, we're, that's why we're here. The poster boy. And not only that, we are boutique. <laughs> yeah, right? boutique. We somewhere not, uh, in fact, our job shouldn't be. Oh no, I'm not gonna say job. It's never be our job. But our day to day, because we're boutique, we shouldn't be the ones uh, working with them to improve this. This area space. because we don't yeah. have the time to do that. We are boutique. Yeah. If we were a large scale guy that came in and then yes, probably. But ask, ask BlackRock to come la, educate them. Uh, I have to ask, what, what are the kind of uh, education that you tend to have to do when you meet the uh, regulators? No, like, so for one example, I can give, um, uh, and this is nothing to do with investing. Sure. Uh, so like during COVID, uh, example, uh, they say, where's your BCP plan? Your, your what? business continuity plan. Oh. And then we tell them, actually when we first started out, uh, we already have outsourced our brokers. Mm. We have Shaw, we have mm. outsourced our accounting team. Mm. Yeah. A lot of unit trust, actually their accounting team is in-house. Correct. Yes. Correct. We already outsource everything. So we already have a three-way check. Yeah. We already had cloud services in 2012. <laughs> uh, everything is there. We can all work from home and still trade. Yes. 24 hours trading we have. Yeah. But yeah, uh, and we reply that and they say, no, no, we need a proper BCP. <laughs> so your checkpoints, where's your disaster recovery location on site? But you see, like you see, you see, the moment you mentioned disaster recovery, that means they haven't even understood the concept of cloud. Yeah. That is the discovery. Yeah. Discovery. That's and this we implemented in 2012. This is, they're still thinking an on-prem kind of, you know? Ah, on, on site. And this is 2020. Uh, but, but where is Gosh, the, man. then when you, you send them the first draft as an example, the first thing they say, they still want a proper plan, uh, you know? But also overall, we have, you know, there's, you can't have a PIC in charge of mm. this. It's not like a, mm. Because maybe, I don't know, maybe they took it from a factory or uh, the Chernobyl yeah. factory and they copied <laughs> that one, right? They would be too harsh. I mean, the, the whole point of the education is is educating them that as boutique, yes, as a small investment manager. And you, it's your resources yeah. sapping. I Correct. think that's the point you're Correct. trying to make. Exactly, right? Yeah, so yeah. We, we have to sacrifice, right? And and my, my our resources, our team is not dedicated to the regulators. Mm, yeah. right? mm. The honest truth is our team is dedicated to generating performance. Alpha. Alpha, taking care of clients, making sure our clients are happy. That's mm. the most important. That's yeah. the crux of our business. Yes, yes, right? yes. Without yes. those, there's no need for us sitting here. Yes. In, in a lot of ways. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you see, as a big bank or a big investment manager or a big unit trust, you know, th their job is to make the regulators happy. Yes. They have a whole team. Yes, yes. A team of 20, 30, 40 people managing that that relationship. Yeah. We don't have that. Yeah. Right. David and I do that. Right? Yeah. And that can be quite taxing, right? On, on a daily. It's not that we don't, it's not that we don't do it. Right. So we do I'm it. Pretty, I'm so, pretty sure you guys do enjoy some part of educating. It's just that you feel that it's taxing and it's taking away resources, yeah, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean, the context of it, let's say it was like a different time, right? So let's say if we sit down, like let's say in in uh, September and talk about BCP with them is okay. Mm. But let's say you're asking about BCT in April, when oh we want to look God. at how to invest in the market. In the yeah. markets, my clients, were, our clients were 
So we will say we will write, uh, you, you get where we are. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I so fully that's understand. A, so that's the tough part of managing the business sometimes. They don't get our, our pain points. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah They'll yeah. be like, no, no, but show us your BCP. How do you guys operate? We are operating, right? <laughs> we're talking to our clients. <laughs> we're still making trades, right? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're in the office every day. Just because we're not in the office, we're still managing all of that, right? So that's that's the that's the hard part. That's that's really our day to day in a lot of ways that people don't see. Yeah. Um and when we charge our mere management fees yeah, to our clients, people complain, why <laughs> even so high? I have to ask now, yeah. right? In your very laborious interactions with the regulators, do, yeah. you, do you see an improvement? Do you see like they're actually making progress to uh, I can't modernity? On that. The, the problem, I guess, with the regulators. Am is, I allowed to go to the toilet? Yeah, 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 continuing. Go, go, go. Yeah, you better go before. I, yeah, 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 yeah. Then you're in trouble. I might, I might, <laughs> I might drop you in. You try to run away. That right? is an answer. That yeah, is an answer. Run away. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was the question? <laughs> no, no, no. Like, like, is there an improvement after yeah. all this process that you yeah, you feel? Uh, in my opinion, I think the problem with with the regulators, specifically, I guess SE, who we deal with on a on a on a daily basis, is that they also have a high turnover with their people. Ah, uh, so really? You, hmm. So you actually have to restart every time a new guy so is on man. board. So, wow. so they, uh, whether it's a rotation, <coughs> whether they're moving people or talent around, um, there's a lot of constant re-education, mm. resetting that we need to do with them. Um, are they getting better? Of course they are, they are getting better. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, we have become, or at least, uh, our counterparts and our, uh, the folks in the in the funds management industry has somewhat been forgotten mm -hmm. because of new things like P2P. Oh yeah, oh, ECF. ECF, now digital banking mm. license, more innovative, sexy. So, so in a way, the priority stuff, has right? come down. But you when you think about the chalk of the market, yes, right. In terms of capital, it's yeah. all sitting with us in, yeah, in, exactly. in, in that space. Exactly, exactly. But because it's not as, how do I put it? It's not sexy enough. Yeah, right? yeah. That, as I said, sometimes the the focus goes into all yeah. these newer things that they need to look at for sure. Yeah, right. Yeah. They need to look at all of this because it's important. Correct, 100%. correct. But be, but because of that, sometimes that it's just gets and, right. and, and, and then they go, oh yeah, but just no one else complains, right? So just, yeah. just do it. Yeah, right. just then do it. the dangerous part is over. So welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, uh, that's, that's right. Do you have any more questions about yeah, regulation? I, I do, I do. And perhaps is it um, just to paint both sides of the story? I, I mean, I had some days to deal with the SC as well. Not mm. as much as you guys, obviously. But do you think that overall, uh, what is your hope if you think of a wish list to the SC, right? What is your hope, either one of you or both of you, yeah. on how SC can, in a way, help capital markets develop? In a, in a way, if you had a, like a, you know, a lot of people ask for budget wish list, like government budget wish list. What That's is yours, a yeah. capital markets wish list? What way do you think that um, um, the SC can make a more vibrant, or uh, Bursa can make a more vibrant, you know, uh, improvement that can help you guys in a way? Because, here we are, uh, we've, we try to paint it as factually as possible, but there must be pockets that they may not see now that you guys see. Uh, maybe certain practices that you see in Australia or in the US that, you know, we could nibble at it here that you could, you know, help you guys in a way. Progress. Yeah. progress yeah. In I think the quick one that I can come off ahead, which actually we were talking about to them in 2014 uh, or 13, uh -huh. they should tier uh, regulation. Mm. 
uh, which we were speaking to them in 2013 uh, already. Mm. That uh, and that's how the other countries do it. Mm. So I think there's, uh, in fact, they already indirectly do it, but they do it for other reasons, just for data collection, lah. Okay. But basically, there's this d- distinction between sophisticated investors, uh, etc. Uh, okay. So then, if uh, so, then they should tier regulation accordingly, also. Sci- if if they can determine that some countries do it, the the crux of it is based on this idea of sophistication. Mm-hmm. If it's a coin, whether it's an investor. They can invest in whatever they want, mm-hmm. and so with the uh, any asset manager or any participant can create as long as so it's just a registration. I see, you know, and there's, there's no regulation. So self regulation in a way. Self regulation, uh, because it's sophisticated, it's sophisticated. Yes, yes. So if you think about if I'm running a coffee shop, mm-hmm. uh, yes, maybe you do. I I don't really know hundred percent, but maybe you have to have some food license. But Correct. nobody's really checking how what you put in the coffee, right? Exactly, exactly. You you could put like the wrong ingredients and someone might get uh, hives coming out of their yeah, face. Yeah. Uh, but it's all self-regulation right? because mm. if you produ- made a coffee that was bad and gave people diarrhea or whatever, mm. they wouldn't come to your store anymore. Self-regulation. Precisely. Market regulation in a way. Yeah. 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 So which is, and then we are talking financial market, the word market, right? Yes, yes. So there should be more segmentation. Okay, one, we need to protect. I, they, are, they are very important to exist. You need a regulator. Yes. So you need to protect all these things. Then you need another segment to say, okay, a different tier, both for the fund managers or people in the industry, whether salespeople, fund manager, agents, insurance company, what what not, right? Mm. Uh, institutions, you need those tiers for them. And then maybe you also need tiers for investors also, mm. where maybe uh, you can't have some rich guy taking advantage over the laws that protect the poor guy and mm. then screw up fund managers also. Mm. Correct, correct. Right, yeah. because good some point. of them do. Yeah, good point. Right? Uh, it was intended to protect the, the small little fella that might be misled by the sales agent yeah. to buy the wrong product. Correct. But then suddenly you get this billionaire that just because the fund underperformed, it never doesn't happen with us, but it could happen. I have observed that maybe it could happen with others. Then the this rich billionaire sues this fund manager <laughs> and says, you lost me 10%. You misled me, even though it was not the case. Yes. And then he just sues, but because he can hire the good lawyers. Uh, so then the industry decides, ah, shit, okay. Because these rich guys can sue me, let me stand up and make it so like uh they uh and then the maybe they get the SC SC to or regulator to help them over regulate they put all the ten hundred thousand disclaimers mm. in their thing write a fact sheet that's actually or a research <laughs> analyst report that maybe is one page of words but, but four other pages of <laughs> disclaimers <laughs> you know I've you don't need before, that man. or yeah. forms that are thick. Like a like uh, I signed a, a car loan, you know. Yeah. Uh, when I buy a car loan, do you notice you sign a form? This yeah, it's this thing. Does anybody read them? <laughs> no. But that's just because one a few rich guys sued the bank at one time and mm. extracted money. Correct. Poor guy will never sue. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, we have this form. So that is to protect from the the guy who could hire the lawyers to sue. Say you uh, you 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 read all these terms, right? Mm. But but that's not how it should be. That's yeah. right. That's right. right. So that's it's right. about tiering and and understanding the difference. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, that is the main thing. And a lot of uh, other countries are start has started, and that's how they have evolved from becoming developing to develop. And when they develop, then it's developing in many areas. Whether it's, uh, they have to understand uh, that you have to tier things. Tax rate is tiered. Tier. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 Don, maybe just to help you feel better. Uh, so there was one- <laughs> better. Yeah, feel better about your, your dealings with Messi. Was, uh, there's this guy, a guy called Leon Cooperman. I'm pretty sure yes. you heard. Yeah, yeah, so he was 
on one of these uh, the many podcasts I listen about him, he actually mentioned that when but he- But it's SEC, not SC, right? Yeah, correct. But <laughs> even, even at SEC, yeah. he said that over his years of investing, it was 40, 50 years, right? He yeah. said that the composition of board members, I was it JP Morgan or Goldman Sachs? I can't remember, he was one of these. He said- I think it's Goldman, I think. Goldman, right? When he started, there was probably one lawyer on the board. Yeah. Today, 60% of the board members have legal background. Yeah. It's because it has changed to be overregulated. Yeah. So even in Malaysia, we're facing this, SEC is also facing this. So yeah. hopefully it feels better. No, no, so, so I mean, part, yeah. part of that, part of the, the, the improvement is maybe more guys from the industry into the regulation. Precisely. Less so lawyers. Yes. Right? Because you don't want, you see, you don't want to stifle capital markets. Yep. You are, the regulation is there. In, in, if we were to simplify is to protect the guy on the street yeah. so that he, he doesn't. Yep. But then 100%. when you are overprotective, yep. then what you kill the vibrancy of the market, yes. then why, why, why have the capital markets in the first exactly. place? Right? Yeah, so. And then there's some weird thing with overprotection also yes. because you really can't protect everything. Yeah, yeah. So because you, uh, law is not created overnight, it's created over years, right? Yes, so you yes. overprotect on something, then a new thing pops out like crypto, yeah. and that's not protected also, anybody can do. So mm -hmm. then, then actually the guys on the street are also killed. Yes. Yeah, precisely. Because you have uh, adopted a philosophy of overprotection. Yeah. Because overprotection takes time. Yes. So you cannot protect something that may be harmed immediately and yeah. then you don't protect that. Yeah. So and usually the regulations happen after the bad thing has already happened. Yes. Yeah. So it's, it's an after, it's a, it's a knee -jerk. It's always, uh, it's not proactive, it's always yeah. a reactive. Correct. So, so exactly. your point is right. I mean, the US also faces this problem. Yes. But I guess uh, we are not advanced as the US, so we take longer. Mm. Uh, so, uh, so it's true. I mean, it would be harder for our regulators, yeah. uh, just in general, because they have to get up. So it's not their fault either. Yeah, yeah. But of course, like everybody, we should aspire to be better. That, right? that, that's know? why I was asking about. It's the not to say that SE is bad. They're actually yeah. quite good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we are. I, I, I have not read about Vietnamese or Myanmarese capital <laughs> markets. Yeah. yeah. Regulate law on yeah. capital markets, but I'm sure we are much better. Well, yeah, definitely. Right? Yeah. Uh, but I'm just saying th this because we are much better than the next guy doesn't mean we cannot be better and benchmark ourselves. We should benchmark one. as the best and then aspire to be there rather Close than- Close the gap at least. Yeah, yeah. 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 Keep yeah. on closing the gap. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So enough about the uh, regulatory- Back to Apple, it, it? Yeah, enough about the- <laughs> Back to stocks. <laughs> yeah, back to stocks. I don't know whether this part. is a sad or fun part. Yeah, but, uh, it's yeah, fun, it's fun. Anytime you talk about stocks, it's you fun. Find, yeah. You guys exited uh, Apple uh, in 2016, <laughs> 2017 that you mentioned. No, no, we exited in 2018. 2018. Mm. So, yeah. but is, was it a full exit or- partial? Full exit. Mm. Okay, so today, would you buy it, I guess? Okay, so uh, <laughs> the reason we exited yeah. means today we cannot buy, right? Because it's a full exit, right? If yeah. you're understanding the logic. Yeah. The the logic of us, we invest for the long term. So what was the decision-making process to decide to fully exit? Um, I guess the, uh, we should use the word obviously. Mm. At that time, we felt that it was no longer a long-term holding. So mm. we exited. Now, of course, uh, sometimes the tough part about investing is knowing when to sell, mm. right? When to buy also is equally as challenging, but actually when to sell is challenging, but actually what people don't really say is not when to sell, it's when not to sell. Mm. That is the most challenging out of Absolutely, everything. Yeah. You said like your report on fidelity, right? Yeah. Those performing guys are the guys that did. Yeah. <laughs> so every time it's asking when to buy, when to sell, when to buy, when to sell, they forget to ask the question when not to sell. Mm. And, and and then uh, see, so uh, it's a very, it's a different question. You mm. think it's the same thing, but it's not. Mm. 
So, uh, but that's always challenging. And so we owned it for 10 years and we somehow decided to sell because maybe we were asking too much when to sell. Mm. And we decided to sell. Uh, and then it continued to, to do well. We missed out those returns. But sometimes in, in life, uh, you just have to accept it. You cannot get the full wave. Yes. You know, yeah. uh, it's very hard. Mm. Uh, like uh, if you, we read a lot about this other, you could say value investor, Howard Marks, and he talked about it in his recent article recently. Anybody who had bought Amazon or most people, when Amazon went up 1000% would have sold it already. Yeah, exactly. They wouldn't have kept it to 10,000%. Yeah. Amazon, if you owned it in, 19, in the 90s till today, but if you did, you didn't need to own any other stock. Mm. Uh, the, 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 the great Bill Gates actually has less, uh, I'm not sure whether it's less, could be less, I may be wrong, but uh, he, uh, in around early 2000s, he sold half of his Microsoft shares which was a good, uh, wow. which was a good decision at that to point, be in. At that point, okay. It still is a good decision. It's the right move to make. You have to diversify. Yeah, yeah. Because I can tell you a story of another successful billionaire who sold his shares, and that was the right decision. Mm. So he sold half his shares and invested elsewhere to diversify. Mm. But because Microsoft is such a great company, it did so well. If he kept his share, <laughs> he'll be richer than Elon Musk today. Yeah, but, but actually, yeah. Uh, not only will he be richer, he gave a lot of money to philanthropy. philanthropy. So I think alone, if he didn't give money to philanthropy he will still be richer than Elon Musk today. Yeah. But if he didn't sell his shares, maybe he will worth even more mm. than, than uh, maybe 400 billion. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, because he's, uh, because Microsoft turned out to be the best stock mm. from the time he sold it till or uh, compared to many others. Mm. It grew like maybe 1000%, mm. right? Whereas his other maybe grew 500%. Uh, his basket of diversification portfolio. So even he, uh, the owner of Microsoft and the founder sold half his shares. But it was the right move because he had to diversify. Mm. Because uh, the law of diversification, or you say law, but it's a good philosophy to have because it started at the times of war. Yeah. And now it's being reminded to everybody with Ukraine, Russia, Ukraine war. Is that back in the days, uh, we are all, uh, we are lucky because we never faced war, but our grandparents faced war. Yep. So when you faced war and you were the unlucky nation, you lost it all. Yes. Yeah. So that's why diversity came the concept of diversity came to the picture. Yeah. And when you talk about the financial markets, you talk about America likes, uh, when you read the Wall Street Journal, they always, Great Depression, Great Depression. Mm. That was 1932. Yeah. Yes. Before World War II. Yeah. Uh, right? So financial markets are so developed at in the 30s. But yeah, people can still lose everything because of war. Mm, Lucky America so. won, right? Uh, for the American stockholders. Yes. But if they were a German stockholder when German was a top nation, yeah. today German's a top the top nation in Europe, right? Uh, and then France is sec France is second. Uh, so, but imagine German got another war, right? <laughs> then then you you only own German stocks, you will lose quite a lot. Yes. Same like Russia, mm. right? So uh, you have to buy diversified. So the concept of diversification is important and that's why Bill Gates practiced it. Because he knew you can't have all your eggs in one basket, mm. you can have a few eggs in, in a basket and protect it very well. Mm. So even Warren Buffett doesn't just have one stock. Yeah. People keep saying he has one stock, one mm. stock. But actually, if you look at his portfolio, he has, so he maybe has, uh, he has actually maybe 30 stocks, but he has, yes, it's concentrated to a few, but that's still Coca-Cola. Then recently you mentioned Apple. Yeah. So it's still not one. So yeah. that, what Bill Gates did was correct. Mm where he diversified it. Uh, another example I give is Mark Cuban, mm. where Mark Cuban, he, he sold his company Broadcom to Yahoo. 
uh, his partner didn't sell his shares. He sold everything, mm-hmm. diversified it, and he's still a billionaire and he owns an NBA uh, basketball the, team Dallas called Mavericks. the Dallas Mavericks, where his partner uh, is no longer a billionaire. Because mm-hmm. he, he went hitched, down. He hitched his Yahoo shares also, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but I mean, the main thing is he decided that I'm not going to just keep Yahoo. Mm. I'm going to diversify it. Mm. Uh, diversify it. Hedging is an attempt to diversify it. Mm, mm. Uh, so then, uh, so that's why. So you, the concept of diversification is correct. Mm. You know, Bill Gates is still richer than he was in 2000. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's not wrong. So, uh, yeah, it's probably a mistake that we sold Apple too early. Actually, the main difference was Apple moved from a P of 15 to 40. Mm. So that was one of the triggers. The main catalyst I of see. the uh, of of the stock share price jump. Uh, the earnings growth actually has been single digit. Yes. Uh, only yes. recently has it been double digit. But generally, if you compare to five years ago, the earnings is not double of five yeah. years ago. Mm, 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 mm. Uh, which is uh, when you asked about Microsoft earlier, about Steve, I think yeah. Steve Ballmer, yeah. Steve Steve Ballmer, Ballmer, yeah. Actually, during Steve Ballmer's tenure, he tripled Microsoft earnings. Nobody remembers that because they only learned the share price. Yeah. <laughs> so he says he's a lousy CEO. Actually, he's a great CEO. Mm. He tripled Microsoft earnings. Mm. And I think he also tripled their, more than tripled their revenue. Mm. So how can you say he's a bad CEO, mm. right? Most mm. people say he's a yes, bad CEO. Yeah, okay. So I keep defending him. I say, no, he's not a bad CEO. He's a great <laughs> CEO. He tripled the earnings. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, a lot of CEOs don't triple the earnings. They triple <laughs> the multiple, but that's yeah. not the same. Yeah, correct. yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. So actually he's a great CEO. Maybe he's a bad uh, stock salesman. <laughs> uh, I think I was coming from the point of- Yeah, but I can understand where yeah, most people are yeah, coming yeah, from. Yeah. But actually I had to say, so that's the difference between value investing and all the other forms of investing. In and we look at the business, we don't really care about the share price. Great. We want to understand, can this business, Apple, mm. in the next five years, double their earnings? Mm. And so that's probably why we, that's why we sold in 2018. We didn't, Think it could double his earnings, mm. but we were proven uh, in, uh, incorrect that double triple the share price. Uh. Mm. So you, sometimes we have to also learn not to sell too early. Let ride the momentum a little bit more, mm. but that's always a tough thing. Yeah, just, just to peel a little back on that decision making process. Uh, so it's between both of you, and I, I'm guessing it's not just uh, we have another partner. Okay, so between the Aaron. three of you, what is the framework for deciding? So let's just say yeah. you came out with the suggestion that oh, okay. I think it's a good uh, <coughs> catalyst to sell. How is that debated? Yeah. And how is that framework actually debated? Is it a democracy or is it single trigger puller? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, ge- uh, generally, we discuss everything together. Okay. And then I, I would have a bigger say, there, but generally we all come to roughly the same conclusion. Okay. But has there been heated debates? And, and then debates yeah, are actually good. It's good. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's good, yeah, right? Yeah, but yeah. what has been, uh, besides, Maybe Apple may not be a good one. What has been the yeah. most contentious yeah, yeah, yeah. stock? The most controversial you, position yeah. or lack of. Well, let me that, think. That you guys like really fought it out and you know, then in the end you made a Maybe decision. you guys have I different answers. I can't mention the, the name. Yeah. Uh, but at one time we were, te- uh, we were testing a very uh, small portion on shorting. Ah. Uh, and and, and, and uh, using the der- derivatives and options and okay. et cetera to gain. We're very just a small mm. little option. And then uh, we tested a little, a little bit and then cut loss. Okay. But uh, thankfully, uh, uh, thankfully we we already knew the lesson, but thankfully we relearned our lesson. <laughs> okay. Don't ever short. Okay. <laughs> what was that? Was that we didn't lose co- any money from but, it? But but to your to your co- to your question, yeah, we have lots of very strong 
disagreements, but that's important. That's important. That's absolutely very important. Yes. Dave and I have very different mindsets. Yes, yes, hmm. yes, yes. David looks at it sometimes very, um, very detailed. Okay. Right? And as he said, uh, you said before, um, economics is not investing. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. I studied economics. Yes, right? yes. So I'm yeah. a very macro guy. Yeah. Between David and I, I, I'm more of the macro guy. True, okay. true. I like to more read about guy. whatever that's happening with the inflation, <laughs> the rates, whatever right. around, right? Yeah. And so I will have a very different perspective on when he says, let's sell this or let's buy this, mm. right? Mm. And mm. we will come to a disagreement. Yes, yes. But that's where, that's where the, the magic happens. Yes, yes. Right? Because when everyone's on the same page, you don't, no one plays devil advocate. Yes, exactly. And you don't get the, the, the bad or the good. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So, so the idea is not to disagree, but we, we disagree yeah. because of the fact that um, we don't have the same opinion. Good. We don't have the same opinion. Fantastic. It comes from a very different perspective. I come from a very different perspective, but when we layer everything up, yep. When we layer everything up, we get a much better perspective. For sure. Ah, now I can remember something. Uh, so just recently during the Russia, when Russia invaded Ukraine, and then he uh, being more of a macro. economist, macro guy, he said, maybe we should trim down the portfolio a little bit because it's really bad, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, and, and then, and then so there was a big debate because if you had trimmed down your portfolio during COVID time, uh, which was my, my, my sort of argument as we were debating, you will have lost out because it, it was a V-shaped recovery. Yes, that's yeah. right. That's right. right. But everybody will say this is the worst time to trim. <clears throat> uh, and in fact, we trimmed quite a bit during COVID time and mm. lost out on a lot of gains mm. because we didn't, uh, we held cash during mm. COVID. Mm. But we always were on the philosophy of being safe rather than just trying to get the highest number, right? Mm. So some fund managers to go for the highest number if it's not their, if it goes bankrupt, so what? It's not their yes. money, right? Yes, so, yes, yes. But for us, it's our money. It's our own money, right? <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, so we hold cash. So this time we were debating that and he was like, maybe you should trim. And I was saying, no, we don't want to repeat the same mistake in COVID. Mm. And, mm. and then we uh, we decided, uh, we came up with the right, uh, uh, same decision and we, dec uh, we decided to trim mm. a little bit. Mm, mm, and then mm. because of trimming, uh, uh, it gave us more confidence when things crash much much to just go really big in mm. certain stocks. Yeah, yeah, it's you good. know. It's good. Whereas if we didn't trim, then we would ask ourselves, "Oh, if we buy these stocks, maybe, uh, and then when we buy something, we use leverage, and now we are a bit, a bit levered. Okay, so we around like uh, 20, 30 percent. Okay, so then we will be like, if hey, we can't because then we use lever, we never ever want to have a margin call. Mm. So so we never ever so uh, so then we would be we wouldn't have bought. Because if we had bought, we could potentially get a margin call, we were wrong. I see. Yeah. So that's why we trimmed. I see, yeah. I see, I see. Yeah. Coming back to, to this as well. Um, so while you guys de discuss and debate, right? Do you guys like actually keep a journal <laughs> of how- <laughs> It's okay, off the record. <laughs> <laughs> you can say no comment, but I, I'm just very curious because like, a lot you of times- You want me to answer this or you answer <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can You can answer and I can add on. <laughs> yeah. So the reality in investing, the investing is all the mind and the experience. Yes, yes. Uh, when you work in an investment firm uh, or any company, there's a lot of paperwork. Mm. Okay. People want to see paperwork. Yeah. Uh, they think that's work. But yeah. work is not, thinking also is work. Yeah, Reading is, also is, is work. People discount that. Yes. So when, when, when we even sometimes when we have our juniors working with us, 
they think just because they do the work, they can pick a stock <laughs> or they build a model, they can yeah, pick yeah, a stock. Yeah. A lot of it comes investment over years. So like, for example, you discuss Apple. Apple is not the only stock uh, I personally know very yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he knows some other stocks like BHP in Australia and mainly Australian companies because that's where he came out that I know nothing about, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and that comes <coughs> over years of looking at the company, Precisely. following it, reading about how they reacted at that time when uh, all price collapsed in 2016. Correct, correct. Uh, you know, how, how they reacted then, how the managers reacted, how the how the market reacted. So there's a lot of things that you cannot get if you just do a DCF model today. 100%. <laughs> or you just check the P ratio today or yeah. read the research analyst report today. So a lot of our experience come from talking, debating, mm. uh, reading the end report. So we actually don't really journal, to be honest. Mm. Yeah. We, we we don't do that journaling practice. It's all up here. Understood. It comes so, to experience, uh, a more verbal kind of experience. Yeah, huh? yeah. And then we keep it up here. Mm. And it's just me, uh, Don, and then we have other business partner, Aaron. I understand. And so we all have our memory since then. Uh. I see, I see, I mm -hmm. see. Yeah. No, I was thinking that, you know, uh, in a way, how do you not to say measure, how do you actually relate to another uh, uh, um, another scenario that may happen in the future? And how do you actually, uh, in a way, inculcate certain practices or culture to the next generation? I would say we have good memory. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but as I say, if you're talking next generation, maybe besides the three, uh, besides yeah, yeah, us so today, but, uh, developing uh, leaders. Uh, we're not taking so far. I'm not taking so far ahead. <laughs> to, to also un to answer that question, yeah. we, don't, we don't buy and sell a lot. Yeah, I, I, I agree. The turnover I, must be very low. Right, right? We don't buy and sell, yeah. them, right? Like even if we do, it's, it's more, mostly rebalancing positioning mm, and here and there, mm, right? But to completely come in and out, we don't do that a lot. Right? Understood. That's Understood. against the, I guess what we want to do, right? Mm. So, so there are instances like selling Apple, ah. right? And we play that back. Yeah. Over and over, we talk about it over ah, and yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. Repeat it so many times. Right? Oh. Over coffee, over drinks, yeah. over lunch, over dinners, yeah. right? And, and that, We'll constantly, when we come into the next decision-making process, yeah. we'll talk about that. Obviously, mm. COVID was a, a, a big yeah. um, component of our, that, that thought process, right? Mm. We, we, in that one month from, from basically March to April, yeah. right, we were just basically trying to <laughs> think of what we need to do. Mm, mm, mm. And we were trying to draft BCP plans as well. Maybe he can speak more about that one. I, uh, on, on COVID, I was a bit less worried. Uh. Mm. So I'm not, I'm not sure, but but I mean, I mean, we all we were not stressed, completely stressed. Yeah. But to think about do this, do that, right? What the mm. cost effect is, mm. right? We buy now, or you sell later, or you yeah. sell now, you buy later, right? Yeah, what, yeah. What's going to happen in the short term? What is going to happen in the mid term? What's going to happen in the long term, mm. right? And what we always do, and we tell clients this, is that we don't, we, no one has a crystal ball. Yeah. Right? No one has a crystal ball. If right? any so, investor tell you he's certain of the future, yeah. I said- 12 oh. months from now, six months, I can tell you what's going to happen six months. No one can tell you what's going to happen yeah, six no. months, right? Yeah. I mean, I still have research reports of guys in our local industry, local brokerage uh, sell site saying that Top Glove was going to be 300 bucks or 400 bucks. I still have that. I still have that. I'm looking at that and going, wow, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Such a big call, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Such a big call to say it's going to be 300 or bucks or 400 Asia bucks. Asia target price at zero. 
Yeah. <laughs> one photo. Oh, someone said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? They put yeah. zero. Yeah. <laughs> okay, just to let you know uh, uh, the why we go to equity, right? Yeah. Because equity can never go to zero. There's always a salvage value. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? So that's why we go equity. The yeah. worst case you can lose is not zero. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes uh, you just lose 50. It's not too bad. At least yeah, you lost 50. Yeah, exactly. Whereas other things, like you run a business and you open a coffee shop, you're really bad. Yeah. You lose all the money. You can be negative. You can be negative. Yeah, you're, you're right. Yeah. You can be negative. You're right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. that's the good thing. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised someone wrote zero. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's one for the museums, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, I find it sometimes very hilarious because this was how audacious the call was. Yeah. You can either go big or go home, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. But at the same time, what was the reasoning and the thought yeah. process behind it? That's yeah. where I want to. I keep think it there's in. no thought process behind it, in my opinion, and I don't <laughs> insult uh, another peer in the industry, peers in the industry. Yeah. But sometimes uh, that's why Don mentioned earlier distribution versus mm. investment. Some people are focusing too much on distribution, so they need to write what sells, right? Yeah. But we're not <coughs> talking about a movie or a storybook here, right? We're talking about you are writing that uh, something that's going to influence somebody to make a decision on his life. Mm, so mm. you have a chance to influence somebody to be either rich or very, very poor. Mm. Mm. And so almost in a way, you could say in an unethical. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, but I guess in the quest to make money, not everybody is ethical. Yeah. 100%, it's a yeah. choice. Uh, it's a choice. Okay, this next question, right? is going to be controversial, right? Because uh, <laughs> uh, John knows what, because the questions, he uh. has the questions. Uh, probably hottest stock uh, in the past two to three years is Tesla. Now I'm yes. not going to ask you too much about Tesla, but I'm going to ask you about your positions in the traditional autos. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I believe that's something that <coughs> you, right now you talk about traditional autos, you, you have to talk about Tesla because I think there was one hmm. comparison you made in, more, in your latest commentary, I believe that you add all of them together, the market cap is still smaller than Tesla. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not sure whether with the dumb now of Tesla, whether that's- but Actually too. Tesla went back up mm. as of today or this week. So I think it's quite a contrarian or it's quite an unpopular decision to get into the traditional autos right now from where I sit because obviously Tesla is eating everybody's pie. Mm. So what is the, the, the case for the traditional autos? Actually, uh, we invested in traditional autos in 2018 mm. and then we doubled <coughs> down in 20, uh, 20 just before COVID. Before COVID. Mm. Just before COVID. And when we, what was interesting actually was, uh, we never thought any car could sell, mm. but they all, people were buying cars during COVID. Mm. So anyway, we, but anyway, we, we made money on our traditional autos, mm -hmm. but we didn't keep it because we thought it went back, uh, it went back up to a level where it was no longer value to us. I see. It was I no longer deep value because at that time it was, in our opinion, deep value because of Tesla. Mm, mm. Because all the money that went to, <coughs> we talked about teams earlier. So the, the people who wanted to invest in autos, didn't put it in traditional, they put it in the EV makers. I understood. So all the investment dollar from funds went to like the Teslas and the NEOs and et cetera. Uh, but our argument was the same then that a traditional auto can also make an EV car mm. and it's proven today. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, tes uh, Tesla, fortunate for them, only Tesla, and that is my, my view, uh, uh, is that uh, only Tesla has succeeded. I see. Nobody else will be able to succeed on the EV space, on a pure EV not coming from traditional auto. Because Tesla was the first mover and if you look at their product, it is 
the way they did it is ex- excellent. They have the best range. They really retooled their uh, factory. They were willing to do something that nobody else wanted to do. They took the the most risks. So with big risk comes big re- rewards, and mm. the reward was they finally achieved scale. Yeah. So they can be profitable. Uh, whereas all the other guys knew it's just a PowerPoint slide. Rivian, <laughs> it's all about Rivian is not a PowerPoint slide. They worked on it, but they couldn't get that uh, because they're still a bit conservative. They're not sure whether they want to fully go in. Whereas Elon Musk say, I'm going to fully go in. I don't care what the business book says. Mm. I'm just going to build uh, a factory like this. I'm going to build a gigafactory. And it works. So now they can be profitable. But it's a lot of risk. So as a value investor, you cannot touch that. Mm. If, you are, if I'm touching that, then we are fake. We are not value investors. So mm. that's why we never touch uh, I see. Tesla. I see. Because then we will be fake. So we cannot touch that because every Tesla, there is a genuine company like Nvidia that also went up 1000%. Mm. Yeah. In the same period that Tesla went up. Yes, yes. And that's a profitable company. And a so, very a more proven historical track record. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, then there's, uh, and then Nvidia is one, one big hot stock. Then yeah. there is another turnaround strategy like AMD. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there are many different companies. Apple is another example. Okay, mm-hmm. maybe Tesla went up 1000%, but Apple and Microsoft in the last five years went up 400%. Correct. So you don't have to get all your returns uh, from this like one speculative stock. You can make a good return. And like I said, as long as we're beating FD, <coughs> We're trying to make the best we can. Yes. We're not trying to say, oh, I'm trying to make 50%. I'm not trying to force a number here. Yeah. Mm. We're trying to get the best number we can at this level of risk. Yes. Yes. So uh, we we felt at that time, all the traditional guys had a good uh, risk reward to ratio because they can also make EV. Mm. To give you an example, Ford, if you track their share price in uh, post pre-COVID, and post-COVID and the bottoms of COVID, if you decided to uh, double down on uh, Ford, uh, Ford last year outperformed Tesla. Mm. Mm. Just Google it. Uh, mm. Ford, uh, uh, I think Tesla, I can't remember how many percent they did, but Ford last year, 2021 return did better than Tesla. Wow. Because the market is now rewarding Ford for their EV progress. Mm. Now, I think now maybe Ford is a bit overvalued because I, th- I personally don't like EV. I mm. think it's uh, it's like uh, could be maybe not a fat per se, but um, uh, it's uh, ultimately when you invest, you want to invest in a business that returns money and shareholders. Correct, correct. In the long term, that's mm. what you want. In the short term, you can speculate. Mm. But if you're keeping it for ten years, ultimately you want to receive your money through a appreciation, the share price, which is a factor of its equity book value, correct, or what is worth or you want to get a dividend. Mm. And so therefore we just still think it's a bit overvalued. Mm. Tesla, we are, we have definitely tell it's overvalued since they, I mean, I've definitely since day one till today, uh, I am not a fan of that, but it doesn't mean another person cannot make money on Tesla. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Right? correct. Correct. So for the person who made the money on Tesla, great, uh, good for you. Uh, but the person who's going to say, I'm going to buy it today and make the same return, just remember the guy who made his money in Tesla made 1,000 because he started at this price. Yes. Do you think it can, uh, what, uh, what, uh, $1 trillion <coughs> it become, if you want to make 1,000% again, what is that? So you- 10 trillion. 10 trillion. So you better yeah, work backwards. What, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so then, 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 then it's 10 trillion, right? Yeah, so yeah. you also, when a company is too big, uh, you cannot grow that much anymore. So same with Apple, same with Microsoft, their growth rates, growth rates were slow. Mm, mm, mm. You know, you have to accept that. Yeah. So if you look at Facebook, Facebook last five years return is paltry. Yeah. I think it's like, what, less than 100%, right? And it's like a darling stock, right? You yes. think about it. Yeah. 
But then in the uh, if you take the uh, five years prior, so means now it's twenty twenty eighteen to twenty thirteen to twenty eighteen, mm. the growth rate is like three hundred percent, yeah, four hundred percent, yeah, right. Yeah. So even at one point it was slow. Same with Google. You look at Google. Uh, the reason Microsoft and Apple did better because mainly because they actually did a very good job in growing their earnings somewhat. Mm. But their main reason was the multiple expansion. Mm. The Microsoft and Apple at that time were traded around P of 10, mm. hovering between 10 and 15. Mm. So they multiple expanded to 40. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then we go back to a story on about Steve Farmer's tenure. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. When Steve Farmer took over Bill Gates, he took over Bill Gates uh from Microsoft when it was a P of 80. Mm. So it'd be strength from 80 to 10. Yes. So even though it triples earnings, the share price didn't move. But at least it didn't move, so you never lost any money. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know? Yeah. I think it was 16 years before, after the dot com crash. Yeah. 16 years later, only then, if you had yep. buy and hold, right? Only 16 years later, you made high. But then yeah. if you buy and hold till today, you still ended up with maybe a 10% return? Maybe? Uh, yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. Uh, so it will not be, yes, that's, that's the thing. If you die, sometimes you make a bigger return, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the buy and hold is good, but then sometimes it's very hard. So yeah, sometimes yeah. it's harder for us because yeah. we're now in the industry, right? Yeah. Everybody is uh, saying, hey, where's your month-on-month return? Yeah, yeah because we, we send client reports on a monthly basis, Ooh. right? Oh. So they like, why? Uh? Why? Uh? Yeah. Right? Why? Uh? Yeah. Yeah. Is it, why do we send it on why, a monthly, why on a monthly no, why not on a half yearly or a yearly? Uh, it's a demand of, of what people want to see. They want oh. to see a statement every month. Oh, okay. Yeah. But you don't write a long commentary. No, commentary is quarterly. I see. Yeah, but, I but, see. but you see your monthly report, like a statement every month. It's like I a see. bank statement. Your, your monthly ah, and then the value goes up right? and down, right? Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. And and So what? initially we used to fluctuate, uh, we, we used to, our, on ourselves we shouldn't have, but yeah. we're all human beings. Yeah. When our month on month goes down 10%, we also, oh shit, yeah. right? Uh, we feel like negative. Now we don't feel it anymore. But at, at one point in the earlier days, we did because then our clients are, why are you down 10%? You say yeah. you're making 10% per annum, yeah, but yeah. you're down, down yeah. 10% in yeah, one yeah, month. Yeah, yes. So you, yeah. So it's so difficult. we also felt in the early days. So sometimes maybe we tried too much to to manufacture the month-on-month returns. Mm. But, but uh, and when you try to man- manufacture, so let's say like a Microsoft, right? Maybe you have just kept it, you have made your money back. Yeah. But then you try to manufacture, okay, I sell it, it may not, I buy something else, the something else is not a Microsoft. Yeah. It's not even an Apple, it's not even a Google. Maybe it's a Blackberry. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's a Nokia. There are not many few great companies, mm. you know? So for every uh, Tesla, there is a Rivian. Not everybody bought Tesla, right? Correct. Some people saw Tesla went up 500%. Now it's up 1000% from I think five years, mm. right? Mm. I can't remember, uh, don't quote me on this because I, I don't memorize Tesla's yeah. numbers. Yeah. But I would say that a lot of people said, oh, Tesla only went up 500%. I'm not buying now, I'm going to buy Rivian and Neo and Nikola. Hopefully it can become a the Tesla. The new Tesla, right? Yeah. But not everything is Tesla. That's why I said Tesla is the exception. You have to yeah. give a lot of uh, credit to Elon Musk. Yeah, uh, That he turned it into a legitimate business. Mm, but mm. Neo and all those guys, they're all uh, like Neo, uh, is it Nikola? Nikola's Nicola. fake, mm. right? Yeah. Yeah, it's a con job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Don, uh, on, on this, on this, um, um, same topic about a, a particular stock. I think, what do you think was a good lesson learned from a stock in your portfolio? And what do you think was, in a way, some sort of a luck? Luck in the sense that maybe you, you screen, you saw 10 things, you saw seven things that you were sure of, that you had a conviction to actually put into, but then three things that were like, oh, this turned out well, this turned out well, and then, only one thing didn't turn out well, you know, kind of thing. 
it's a bit hard to say where luck comes in because you need luck yeah. in every every turn of the corner you mm, need luck mm, mm. right so in 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 Tesla's case in 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 Apple's case now it's P expansion yes yes, right? yes sometimes yes. you need that P expansion understood you flip it in the other side you could buy a Microsoft which as Devan said great company earnings growing yeah. revenue growing PE dropping, yeah. PE, PE ratio shrinking, shrinking, right? Yeah. As a result of that, you don't get a, a increase in value, mm. right? It's a bit hard. So, for, from our perspective, that's why we say we don't we don't tend to look at the share price too too deeply. Understand, right? Because the moment we start doing that, then we start we start not 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 speculating mm. or we start thinking, oh shit, is this too? Is this is this deep value? <laughs> is this fair value or not? We, we try not to get into that game, right? So for us. We we buy a lot of the companies, and after we we have we have a thesis of why we, we invested in the company. Mm, 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 so for for autos, for example, as David said, when we looked at autos in twenty eighteen, we 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 studied the the whole industry a lot mm. before entering the market, right? Mm, mm. Right, and and for us, it was because the the thesis then was that apart from Tesla, these guys can can get into the EV game, mm, right? Mm. And some of them are producing other cars that are already generating cash flow positive the for the F- business. F one fifty for Ford, you know, it's, it's a ubiquitous the, the car. Tra- in, exactly, in, right? Yeah, in, the, in the, the best truck Porsche taken. Yeah, right? yeah, all yeah, of exactly. them, right? All of them. So th- there's a certain thesis that we put, right? But we gotta let it ride. Mm. So we have to let our thesis ride out, up to a point where, where it, once it becomes okay, it seems like the valuation play now after three years don't make sense. Mm. Then we can say. We exit, and most of the time, I mean, thankfully, we exit with a bit of luck, mm. and we double our money, mm, right? Mm, mm. But you need that that luck at yeah. the, at, at every corner. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. you're not never going to be able to get some sort of good returns, right? So the underlying component is about buying the good companies mm. that have, as you said, the first filter. Yeah. Good PE, good PB. Yeah. Right. Sometimes some of the companies more the the. the the, the tech companies have a, a good PEG as well. Yeah, yeah. And all of that, right? So good balance sheet, et cetera. Cash flow, right? Mm. Cash flow is very important yeah. when we look at it from our perspective as well. And then you got to let it ride, right? I understand. You got to let it ride. I yeah. mean, those guys that invested in Microsoft, sadly, they were just unlucky. Yeah, yeah. They were just purely unlucky. Correct, correct. But those guys that got into Microsoft five years ago, yeah, very lucky. Very lucky. That, that, that's why I same think, company, no? Yeah, same company. Exactly the same company. I, I think it's not so much the quantitative that I'm looking for. It's more like the qualitative in a sense that we got luckier. Mm. There's no scale to it, you know. Mm. Just got luckier mm. on certain stocks mm-hmm. than than on on on. Some. I mean, there was a there was a there was a um there was a consumer play that we had in uh in the states, uh-huh. and it was falling because of a of a of a of a plague in, the, in one of the on the stores. Ah, right? okay. Then eventually. It just bounced back up. Ah. Purely because of the fact it was just- forgot about it. Something like COVID, you know, be safe. It just basically just shoot up. Okay. Even though uh, I think COVID is a terrible problem, a big dent on the global economy, but it seemed like as if it's not. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, so so even exactly, actually COVID is a good example. (laughs) It's luck, it's luck. You think about it, the quickest recovery ever. Yes, Five months, something like that. The quickest recovery, right? I mean, I, I, I know this for a fact because when we graduated, we yeah. graduated in in GFC. Yeah. Ah, oh, 2008. Right? Okay. A very bad time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and that's when I started really buying stocks. Mm, right, because mm, paycheck, salary coming in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and that's when, even though I was buying great companies, great, great cash flow, great financials, 
it was just tanking. Every yeah, they're not moving. Day. You would have to wait till probably 2012. It was an 18 month recovery. Yeah, something long. Like that. yeah, yeah long, long. very long. Yeah. Waited 2009, nothing. Yeah. 2010. Then you start seeing yeah, a bit yeah, of yeah, a yeah. right? But then you lost two years. Right? Yes, yes. Right? Opportunity cost. Then you might have thing or you're lousy, given Yeah, up. exactly, yeah. exactly, you know. But so, so I mean, for us, when we looked at at, at, at 2020, in March 2020, we were like, shit, imagine it was the GFC. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Imagine two year, three year recovery. And, yeah. peop- and this was going to be actually worse. Yes. The GFC was America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Subprime, yeah. America. Yeah. Right? This is global. global. <laughs> right? No trade, no travel, no yes. nothing. Yes. Everyone's at home. Yes. No income, right? Yeah. No, Technically, just- the world should have ended. Yeah, yeah. Global financial market should have ended, right? Yeah. But no, it did not. Yeah. Right? So a bit of that, that luck. So, so yeah. luck is actually like he mentioned COVID, right? Mm-hmm. So like Asia, it went out at 60 cent or whatever the number was. Yeah. Then it went back up to 110. Yeah. So you're the guy who sold at 110, you're damn lucky, right? Yeah. Because yeah. they weren't flying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They yeah. weren't flying. Yeah. Yeah. That was for me pure price speculation, man. Yeah. They yeah. weren't flying, right? And they are worse off because yeah. they have all this debt now because yeah. of all the planes and the leases and everything. And all the de- they had to pay their st- uh, some staff. of their staff, not all the staff, but they pay some of their staff and the IT cost and so much cost. So they have their debt has increased tremendously. You can't say they are worth 110. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, you can't say they are, uh, they're the same company as this. You should say they should be, if you thought 110 was fair value pre-COVID, which they were at 110, then you say it should, should, the logical answer should, it should be less than 110, mm. not 110. Mm. So the fact that it went back up is luck. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It's just pure gyrations, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I, I, I know, you know, it's actually- Yeah, oh, I, I just realized. Yeah, yeah, I'm like- yeah. <laughs> I, I, I actually have a, I actually have like four questions. How you guys are not rushing? I guess uh, rushing. Five forty-five. After yeah, you got you got. Yeah, we got five minutes. minutes. So okay, okay, minutes. okay. So actually, I wanted to ask you about uh, uh meta. You uh, you alluded to it a little bit, but this <laughs> oh, time we will we will pass the stocks part because yeah. uh, we got to speed this up. I think it's only really two things, right? And they're kind of linked. I would say. One is how do you actually think about portfolio management? How do you rebalance? How many stocks you should be holding? How much cash you should be holding? And uh, yeah, I'll leave the second question to later on. Um, okay, uh, uh, in portfolio management, uh, there's no hard rule, but yep. generally, uh, generally our philosophy mm. is you should be hold, hold, if you're an individual investor, you should be holding roughly around 10. Per, uh, stocks? 10 anything. Mm. It could be so whatever, if you want to 10 of any security. Mm. So if you want to have three bonds, seven stocks. I see. Uh, you know, uh, wh- why is that, <laughs> that logic? And this is, there's this study that was done. Uh, I can't remember that. St- I think you know what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. but basically past a, uh, is the, it's a graph on diversification benefits. Mm, mm, mm. Past a certain number, yes. it caps out around 20. Mm, correct. Okay. Then the, the margin of is like, like nothing. Minuscule really. Then yeah. between 10 to 20, there is some benefit, but it's so little. But the, the thing is a normal person who has a day job doesn't have time to know 20 because to know 20, you need to have research 100. Yes. So if you're just blindly doing 20, it's lousy, you must well uh, do 10. Mm. So that our philosophy is 10. I see. Now if you really, uh, really uh, are good, you can do five to 10, right? So we try to achieve five to 10, but sometimes it's a bit hard, mm. okay? Uh, but five to 10 means your portfolio will be more volatile. But Correct. if you're in the long term, it doesn't matter. Mm. Okay, because if you do know, if you have 20, 50, 30, you're not knowing all your stock, you're just 100%. throwing a dart. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
And, and so so we feel the right number is 10 for any security. So people will go, some people misuse the word 10, so they go 10 equity, 10 bond, 10, but then ah, you end up 50. Mm. So same problem, you don't know, you can't know everything, right? Yeah. So we say 10 regardless of security. So when a guy has like four houses, then maybe he should only have six stocks. Huh? <laughs> you know, okay. four houses, investment property. Mm. You get what I mean? Huh. Think of everything. A house is also investment, each mm. house. Mm. So if you had 20 houses, can you imagine the headache of dealing with every, mm. uh, uh, every tenant, tenant that has a light bulb problem or mm. water mm. leak? You, can you manage? No, you need a team right now. Mm. 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 So that should be the same with stocks also. Why Good is point. it only in a property when the light bulb, then you go around and then fix his light bulb or fix his leak. Mm, mm, so mm. then you need a team, right? So if you have like 20 stock, I see you need a team. Mm. You can't handle it yourself. So yeah. the right number is around 10, I think. I you see. see. But you see, and just to add on that, when people invest in property, mm, mm. the amount of work they do when they buy their property oh, yeah. is That's a true. lot. That's it's true. A lot. They, don't buy the, they don't buy the one house they visit. Yeah, exactly. They go and see the next house. Yes. They go and see the next house. True, true. They go to the next neighborhood. Yes. You got to do that with stocks. This you got to do yeah. that with stocks. You can't buy Meta just because Meta is a great stock. You got to look or at what Tesla, Twitter is doing. Yeah. Yeah. You got to look at what um, TikTok is doing. Yes. You got to look at what Google is doing from an ad perspective. Right? I, I love you that you say that, man. And same thing as Tesla. A lot yeah. of people say Tesla, but the reason why we got into the other part of autos is because we studied the rest of the, correct, the correct. industry. You have to do the peer comparison. Correct. So yeah. back to 10, you have to, you have to limit it because like I said, when people buy a property, you find a person just says, that property I'm going to buy for yeah. spot. No, they go and see the neighboring neighboring part. They go upstairs, they go downstairs. They look at 10 units. It takes wow. them six to 12 months before they buy one. My but current stocks, no. no. They, with stocks, they just buy yeah. one. Yeah, 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 yeah true. It's so, it's, so, it's so true. I love it. My current house, I saw 15 properties exactly. before I bought, yeah. before bought one. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Imagine people did that with the, yeah. with the markets. And then when you're looking, it's not just look, you're like checking yeah, here, yeah, here, yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. So same with stock, it's not just like yeah. read the research report. It's a bit more than yeah. that. It's a lot yeah. more than that. Yeah. So, I mean, that's why that's why our rule when we talk to clients and whoever, it's always that amount, right? Yeah. Because work has to go in, right? Otherwise, it's 100% luck. Yes. Yeah. It's like, there's always around a 30% luck to it. Yes. Like if we, for example, had kept on Apple for those extra years, then yeah. we get that 30% luck. Yeah. Even though maybe the a number saying maybe you shouldn't keep it uh, or any other stock. Let's say he mentioned this other uh, uh, COVID, mm. you know, uh, if you got that, that's luck. We, we made some returns in 2020 because of luck. Because mm. by right, the country should have been flat that year. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's uh, a good. Um, now this last question, I know you guys gotta go. Mm. This is maybe more for Donovan because this maybe what I address, but you know, Devon chip in as well. Yeah. Um, look, there's so many things happening now in the world, right? I mean, you have inflation, <laughs> you have congested ports, which yep. is linked to inflation. Yep. You have uh, Russia, Ukraine. Yep. You have uh, U curve, uh, so <laughs> U curves inverting. Yep. You have uh, in Malaysia, you have elections coming up. Yep. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, where do we go from here? I guess. Uh, <laughs> You want the Malaysian answer? The Malaysian <laughs> is only going up, man. Okay, it yeah. can only go up, right? Are you a global fund? So what's the global answer? The global answer is that people tend to over, people tend to overanalyze mm, things. Mm, mm, Ukraine, mm. Ukraine, Russia is a perfect example. Mm, yeah, right. Perfect example of the the over worry of what would happen. Yeah. So that's number one, um, and a lot of this has to do with media and and, and what generates buzz, right? Uh, inflation is a real thing. Mm. Inflation is a real thing. Um, but all of that is 
based on one or the other, right? Mm. So the Ukraine war will affect wheat prices, crop prices, whatnot, inflation yeah. is going to kick in and whatnot. And inflation goes up, central banks has to increase rates because you know everything is going up. So you need to manage cash flow, you need to manage money supply as well. Mm -hmm. But eventually, if you look at history, right? And it's very important. I know they say in investments, history is not a indication of future performance. You still have to look at history. Correct. Right? And you still have to go back and you, and, and you look at what and how bankers, central bankers, policymakers have, have essentially evolved and how they have managed to, I guess, implement whether it's fiscal or stimulus that they need to inject mm. to ensure that the, 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 the economy globally is just going to manage, right? Yeah. So the simple answer to that is the world is going to recover, right? Uh, regardless of how and what, how, 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 uh, black people pain, what's the future is going to be like, right? Mm -hmm. How it's bleak going, it is. Uh. Yeah, it's going to recover, right? Um, just from the fact that history has taught us how we would have to be, I guess, proactive in coming up with new ways of doing things. Mm. Um, there's, no, there's, no, there's, no, there's no rocket science answer to that, really, because global, glo from, a global, from a global scale, mm. You know, and that, and hence why diversification is so important. Right, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right? So sure, um, you know, inflation is at 8% in America, but it's not 8% in Malaysia. Mm. It's not 8% in Australia. Yes. It's not 8% in, in Japan, right? Um, yes, interest rates and, and whatnot are going up, but other other countries, they're, you know, they're not, they're still managing it quite well. I mean, if you look at the Middle East, they're managing it quite well yeah. as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so the whole idea of, as a global firm, having that level of diversification allows us to be a bit more free about it. I understand. Right? Mm. Um, because we know for a fact that, you know, if you're fully invested in Europe, right, then you're in trouble. Yeah. Right? So you look at all the ETFs that are in, in Europe, right? all, 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 all the, um, what's the, what's the, the ducks, right? If you look yeah, at the, the ducks, ducks, the ducks. And all of that, right? If you yeah. invest in all, you're going to struggle, right? Yeah, 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 all yeah. Of that, right? But if you have a very balanced portfolio, mm. right? You, 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 you're going to feel some pain for sure. Yeah, 100%. Short term, right? But as Devin said, if you're investing in the long term, all of this little noise shouldn't matter so much. Yeah. In fact, you should use this opportunity to then look at what great opportunities you can get out precisely, of it. Precisely, precisely. Right? Yeah. To buy for the long term. Yeah. And just to, to add yes. to that, actually, a person... Uh, always likes to ask a question what's going on with the economy blah mm. blah blah but actually you should ask the question based on the portfolio that you have mm. right mm -hmm. so it could be like if the portfolio you have let's just say they all the uh, we, let's just only talk about Russia war right if all the portfolio you had none of them were doing business in Russia mm. or even if they did it was less than 1% of their revenue then you shouldn't even Does bother it really matter to you doesn't yeah. matter so yeah. sometimes you don't have to worry about every topic yeah. and try to be the master economist. That's mm. why sometimes I say economist is not investment. Mm, it's because depend on your portfolio. If mm. your portfolio yep. is, if That's you're right. a macro fund, then yes, you must worry more. If you're a portfolio, depend on your portfolio yeah. has uh, the diversity in those countries that might be susceptible to war or susceptible to interest rate, mm. uh, uh, interest rate, then you should worry more. Mm. Like if you're investing in banking stocks, you should worry more. So things like that. So you to you should be uh, changing your worry based on what you have. Yeah. Not, not based on what the- It's not a one size fits all. I think yeah, that's what yeah, you're trying yeah, to say. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. need to find what's relevant. To you, to yeah. You don't need stress every day. Yeah, yeah. Wise right. words, wise stress yeah. every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, look- Yeah, we have uh, to go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, just, just to end, right? I just want to let you know, uh, statistically, yeah. right? This is the 
first podcast where 40% of our questions were not asked. And that, that's just testament to how good, good the podcast so, 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 is. So good? No, no, it's good. It's and great. that means uh, there's there's no excuse for sorry, part two. For part two, exactly. Oh. <laughs> yeah. There's so many more questions you want to ask. And you know, guys, thank you so much. I know yeah. you guys want to rush off, uh, rush off. And um, let me wrap this up for those who are listening. Again, you know, check, check them out. Where can people find you actually yeah, if you yeah. want to be found? Uh, what do you mean find like you want to find to stab me or what? <laughs> no, 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 no. To, like to reach out to you socially. Or, you know. uh, I am not a social guy. We are both not social guys, actually. Yeah, okay. you just have to go to our website, website and send us an uh, email. Yeah. Uh, send. Drop us an email. Link, LinkedIn, I guess. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I don't use LinkedIn. I don't he, use LinkedIn. He doesn't use LinkedIn. Wow. I use LinkedIn okay. but, yeah. No, I mean, I use it to look at things, but not yeah. to interact Not to with socialize. Got it. So, website. Uh, MTC Capital. We'll leave. We'll leave a link uh, in the comment section below. Yeah, yeah. And uh, thank you so yeah, much for guys. coming. It's been a pleasure. Thanks. Yeah, that no, was yeah. good. good fun. Right, those yeah. are listening. See yeah. you. Peace out. Okay. Thanks. Like, subscribe, yes. comment. <laughs> right. Subscribe, comment. Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. A thrill, right? Viral. Viral. Yeah. You know, viral. We we watch not, viral more. We need yeah. more. Yeah. Of this. <laughs> we've 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 not had a guy who has actually came up to us and pronounced it correctly. Yeah. And it, it's not their fault. It's entirely yeah. our fault, actually. Yeah, so it's viral. Yeah. Yeah, it's viral. Financial independence, retire late, you know. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Well, it's yeah. like fire, right? Yeah, but the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't never retire. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to a part two, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah.